Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hapa? Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Mm. It is Wednesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I am El Hapa, that is J-Dubs. Wednesday. It is your chance to be somebody. 407 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. Also, uh, you can, uh, if you prefer to type, Real Radio Hideout is the AOL Instant Messenger. That is Chunks, executive producer of the hideout. He mans that. Tommy Bateman, director, in charge of the talk and roll controls, responsible for the content on the hideout page for realradio.fm. Other website you need to go see right now, meetstun.com. M-E-A-T-S-T-U-N.com. I'm telling you, um, you will love it. Meetstun.com. That is Deuce Trill. He is uh, screening your phone calls, Deuce Chill Deron, uh-huh. at 407-916-1041 and 888 Whenever you call, you tell Deuce Chill what your, what your hideout name is, what name you want to go by, where you're calling from, and uh, what it is you want to say. And he'll uh, fumble around mm-hmm. and try to get you on the air. Uh, Dubs, whew, what a day. Long day. I'm beat. I am too. I just want to curl up in the corner. Show's on you tonight. No, I can't handle it. Uh, I spent my afternoon, actually uh, my life today, uh, at Kong. <laughs> I went to go see King Kong, just get out of the movie theater over at uh, the Oviedo Marketplace. And what a long-ass movie. I mean, does Peter Jackson, has he ever heard of an editing uh, bay? I tell you what, everything's a director's cut with him. There's no, there's nothing left for DVD. He trimmed the fat on himself. How about now start doing it for your movies? Was it, uh, was there just parts that shouldn't have been in there? Could have been cut. Yes. Would have been, made it better. I'll say the first 45 minutes. Oh really? I understand what he's doing. Here's what it was. It's exactly, it's like Titanic, mm-hmm. where they're setting up everything. But the problem is they're setting up about three things. I'm not gonna ruin the movie for you. They're setting up about three things. By the way, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I will not go see it again. No, you don't have the uh, time to uh, spend on it. I don't think a prisoner has the time to sit through that. (laughs) And they have nothing to do. The only thing that makes me sad, Tukey wasn't able to see King Kong. I think he would have loved it. The black thing? No. Okay. Just making sure. So this movie, they're setting up three things. And each setup literally takes about 45 minutes. That always annoys me. Action scenes, amazing. And King Kong, really, when you look, when you watch the movie, it is like the basis for a lot of other films. Because I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of Jurassic Park in this. There's a lot of kind of some Lord of the Rings type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but all of that kind of is 
put into one really long package. Right. It's like all three. You're watching uh, a bunch of movies put back to back to back. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, why don't you do this? King Kong Part 1, King Kong Part 2. Just split it up real nice. I, I think during a long movie like that, definitely what they should do, if they aren't going to split it into two uh, actual movies, at least give you a 15, 20-minute intermission. Yes, because here's the thing. I'm going. There's to, no way anybody can uh, sit through it without going to the bathroom or going getting something to eat. Now, here's the funny thing. I have to go uh, refill my soda and go to the restroom like twice. So I'm missing chunks at a time. And by the way, let me say, at the movie theater, at the concession stand, if they're going to offer free refills, there needs to be a special line for the free mm-hmm. refills. You don't need to sit in line with the other asses. What douche show? You can't do an intermission in a movie. Then it takes you out of the element. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. You, you can pick a, in a long movie like that, you can pick a good point to stop. Hey, you got five. Everybody, take five. You put a, a little countdown thing up on the screen. Tommy, go ahead and say what you typed to me, you ass. I was going to say, let, forget a long movie. You go to the bathroom twice during the, that crap show Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I have the smallest bladder on earth. I'm, like, right there with you. I think mine's slightly bigger. Here's here's my thing. My worst thing ever to me, being stuck in somewhere and needing to pee. But you aren't stuck there. You just need to pee, and you know you'll be able to do it anytime you want. I hate the feeling of having to go pee. It kind of tickles. No, and to me it hurts. You know how I was trapped at the doctor's office for, like, two hours today just waiting? Right. I had to go to the bathroom twice because I kept drinking water and my bladder's so small. Why don't they have some kind of restroom in that theater? So you, all you do is step right to the back corner and there's a bathroom back there. Why don't they do this? Why don't they just uh, put the, like they do at the bars where you can see the sports while you're going to the restroom now at some of these places like Buffalo Wild Wings or NBA City? They do that at the movie theater. Exactly. They put it in the back of the theater. You walk in there. And, even, uh, yeah, even not even then. But maybe you're going somewhere else. Maybe you just sit down, take a poop. Anthony Novito, you're in the hideout. What you got, Anthony? Uh, you know, a better idea. If one if they just put a trough right underneath the screen. So if you're gonna go, you just you know line up and you can look up and check out the movie. And for some of the movies, you just go right on the screen because they they aren't worth a piss. <laughs> They're that bad. Right. Exactly. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four. We got to solve the bathroom issue because this is a big one. Well, what I would do, if I were you, is just take a big jug in with me. I'm thinking about Hey, well, you remember when Nightmare Dave called? I guess he'd gone to see Jarhead, mm-hmm. and he just went ahead and went to his went into his empty cup? Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people do that, and especially if you're in a uh, very uh, not busy theater. I've known a lot of people will walk to the back and just go right in the corner. G. Gordon Liddy style. Mm-hmm. Scott in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What you got, Scott? Hey, I saw it as well today. I just got out of it like 15 minutes ago. And tell me that the necessary pee break did not come right in the middle of that big-ass action scene. Yeah, and that's the only thing. I like. I don't want to miss an action. How, which one? There were like seven of them. That's Bro, the other the, thing about this, too. It's like, uh, well, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, any, but don't it, give it away. Like, it's like Peter Jackson. Oh, he's Action Jackson put now. action scenes in knowing that you're going to have to at this point. Exactly. I'm wanting to go uh, while they're talking. That's my thing. And actually, yeah, it's like uh, you're holding your breath the entire time that the action scene. That one, it's like the longest one. Again, I don't want to give it away. No. But you're like, 
for crying out loud, is it ever going to end? All right, already with the T-Rexes. Thank you, Scott. Hey, look, it's a good movie. But I'm saying we need to figure out this bathroom issue. And Peter Jackson needs to learn how to edit stuff. Who was telling me something about him in the final scene? Uh, yeah, I heard about that uh, during he couldn't edit the final scene because it was too emotional for him, so you couldn't even be there. You sissy. Mm-hmm. You know what happens. It's your favorite movie of all time. Pull it together, you fruit. Yeah, he's just sitting there like a fruit basket, crying into his um, meaty breasts, and uh, can't handle uh, doing doing his job. Nightmare Dave here in the hideout. What you got, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? I used that to think was, uh, I used to think you were an animal because you went in that cup. Now I think you're the smartest man on earth. Yeah, it was it was Saw too that I went to see. That just that movie was. I mean, some movies if it's like, eh, you know, I don't mind getting up and going to the bathroom, but too many times I sit and I I wait and pick my movies and go to the good ones. Now here's the thing too. I wish I'd done that during Syriana when I went with Black Bean and Drunky because I was depending on Drunky to explain what happened in Syriana. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Drunky didn't really know yeah, what that, was, what's that, going on. In that that was a mistake. Now, from now on, when I'm going to the uh, to the movies with Drunky, I'm taking a piss cup. Yeah, totally. I, that, they need to do something because it, it sucks to have to go all the way to the other end of the theater to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That much more that you miss. You and it, whenever you're at a movie, especially if it's not like the, the latest one out, you're always way far away from the bathrooms. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, they'll put like the new big one right next to the bathroom. But if you're seeing one like two or three weeks after release, yeah, it's all the way like a mile on the other side of the movie theater. All right, thank you, Nightmare Dave. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. And the whole time I'm thinking too, uh, is he going to use Naomi Watts as a sex toy on himself? <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Is it going to happen? This is Cause Naomi you know, watches his thumb for the night. Cause, yeah, because he can't do anything to her. Oh no! But he could use her to do stuff if he was into it. But King Kong, he's no sissy. No, he, well, even a man can uh, like. He uh, ain't no uh, punk. Even a man likes a few slip behind him. The manliest of men still enjoy that. You just don't talk about it. Gibbs in Orlando, future intern. What's up, Gibbs? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Uh, the piss cup's a really good idea, as long as you don't kick it over, and as long as there's not a retard kid to, like, you know, get it on his feet in front of you. <laughs> then you pour it on his head. If that kid's uh, running around like an animal, you just pour it on him. Right. Yeah, there's there's nothing like a retarded kid and, uh, and uh, you know, like a big gorilla screaming at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They're just screaming at each other through the screen. <laughs> yeah, back and forth. <laughs> Thinking it's one of those Rocky Horror interactive uh, shows. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> Basically, that's also what the movie was, too. Now, here's the thing. I enjoyed the movie. I genuinely enjoyed the movie. Um, Although I did get interrupted by J-Dubs about some uh, behind-the-scenes drama. Mm-hmm. That thank- I want to give a very special thank you to Catherine Brown and Dan Stone who are two of the best managers you could ever have. Mm-hmm. They uh, they took care of stuff for us, and we appreciate it. They know how to treat talent, and I am eternally grateful for that. Uh, but I also, for the last 30 minutes, after finding out what happened, I'm livid and can't even enjoy what's going on during King Kong. Glenn, you're on the road. You're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What you got, Glenn? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing tonight? All right, buddy, what you got? Hey, chiming in on that uh, bathroom issue. 
Mm-hmm. I'm from uh, I'm from up in New England, and there's a theater up in New Hampshire where you actually sit in like Cadillac and Lincoln seats, and you got a table in between you. Uh, it's kind of a uh, driving type thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, totally indoors, but mm-hmm. um, about halfway through the movie, what they do is shut it down, and waitresses come through and take orders for like beer and sub, you know. Pub type foods and whatnot. Right. And you, you got 20 minutes to order food, go to the bathroom, and then sit back down and watch the end of the movie. Uh, nice. Fantastic. It, that is the greatest thing. Thanks. In New England, they have it figured out. Thank you, mm. Glenn. Now, I will say this I went to go see Narnia down here at the City Walk movie theater. I liked it. And I loved it because I guess ever since I turned 21, I'm like, I need a movie theater that serves beer. I think that would be the best thing in the world. But the problem is that once you start going to the restroom, once you break the seal yeah then you're completely screwed and you're gonna miss half the movie i may miss kong roar (laughs) 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 now here's the thing though if you go to the restroom you gotta take your popcorn with you or you leave it there Mm, you leave it there See, I don't leave it there if I'm with you animals, because there's no telling what you're doing to it. Well, then I use the bathroom right there. You got your own buttery flavoring. Hmm, I didn't remember ordering caramel corn. Kirk, Lake Lanier in the hideout. What you got, buddy? Great show. Thank you. Yeah, this hey, one's real, this segment's real smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, don't take Hi, a bro. Take a 20-ounce Gatorade. That way, you know, finish the Gatorade before you get in. That way, you got a nice big neck on it. There's no spillage, and you can actually twist the cap back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the good, the, and then you take like the lemonade. And, yeah, there you go. But they never let you bring in, so you're gonna be walking in wearing a big ass coat in the middle of Florida, trying to hide your big Gatorade. No, here's what I do. As like I said, I went to Oviedo to do it. They have that nice mm-hmm. little food court downstairs. I go pick up some Chick Fil A, take it into the movie. Nice. Of course. What am I gonna sit there and have popcorn? Yeah, popcorn for and seven a pretzel? Bucks? No. I'm gonna That's go, another thing. I'm gonna eat like a king at Chick Fil A and sneak it in. I've even I've even snuck in fried chicken into a movie. And I unwrapped it, and I was like, "Yep, I'm the one with fried chicken. You're jealous." I would like to see the profit margin they have on that food at the movie theater, because I don't mind paying the uh, movie theater price, which I think is overinflated. But what the thing that gets me is after you walk in, paying all that money for popcorn. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. Now, as much as I bitch that Kong was three hours long, mm-hmm. three hours plus when you include the uh, previews, Ugh. I got my money's worth. Sometimes I go see some of these flicks that are like 82 minutes. I'm pissed. Oh, that's too short? Yeah. I love it when it, when it ends. It's been a good movie, but it ends quick. I'm loving it. I'm thinking you should pay by the time. No, because then you're going to have these people making these ultra-long movies with no parts gonna... that don't need to be there. But people won't go. If they're going to a flick that's four hours, it's not going to happen. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Celine? Celine? C-Lane. C-Lane in Orlando. Hey, buddy. What's up, man? Not much, man. Hey, uh, have any of you guys ever heard of the Enzion in Winter Park? You know, I have heard of it. There were mm-hmm. a couple of uh, documentaries I wanted to go see, but they were gone by the time they... Uh... Actually found out about it. Right. They show them, they show them pretty quick. The place does serve uh, food and beer. They've got tables and comfortable like rolling chairs and stuff. But I went and saw the aristocrats there. It was hilarious. All right, so that that was there, and also that Enron documentary that Mark Cuban, by the way, was a producer on. I wanted to oh, see wow. that too. I yeah. got I got to keep a better. Tra- Here's the problem with that though. They don't usually have their listings online, 
So I got to... Uh, you have to try, like, NZN.org or something. All right, so they got that guy, because usually I type it into Yahoo or something. I'm not getting anything. Hey, yeah, thank you, Yeah, they don't always have that there. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, dude. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Yeah, we gotta go to that website, figure out what they play there, because that seems like a really good time. I like the whole like almost lounge setting, you know, tables, more comfortable chairs, while watching a movie. All right, we gotta take a quick break. All right, Bob and Coco says he sells to movie theaters. Brett and Maitland worked as movie theater manager. I want to talk to these guys. Yeah. One of my best friends uh, back at Texas Tech was a theater manager. I thought it was the greatest job to have in the world. It was awesome when I had a friend that was doing the theater managing thing. Uh, we would go there after hours, and there was a way to hook up the uh, PlayStation to it and just sit Get there. Get the up. hell out! Mm-hmm. All right, quick break. We'll come back. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It is Wednesday night in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Check out the Soul Brother. What is that? Saturday, one to three, Circuit City, Waterford Lakes. Yes. Brand Soul. new location out there. You got to go and hang with the Soul Brother. Good man. I'm actually chatting with him on, on online right now about the drama. Uh-huh. I, I appreciate him too. Stand, the Soul Brother's a stand-up guy. Uh, we were talking about going to the movies though. I saw Kong today. Uh, four hours of my life gone essentially. Not bad. Uh, just uh, amazingly just long. long. Yeah. Just uh, seriously. Bob and uh, Coco, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, fellas, how's it going? All right, dope. Yeah, I, you were talking about the prices of concessions mm-hmm. in movie theaters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I actually sell to movie theaters. I sell them the food that they serve, the candy and all the frozen stuff. They what's like what's the, uh, the, uh, the profit margin on that? About 80% gross profit. Wow. But you got to understand why it is that way. That's what pays the bills. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, that's what pays the bills, and that's what, uh, I mean, you are there, you... Basically, I have no other choice, so they're gonna, you know, make the money off. Because that. the majority, yep. isn't it, Bob? The majority of the movie ticket goes essentially to, to the, the studios. Yeah, it and, goes back to the studios. It, it depends on the film, and all the studios are different. They negotiate differently. Right. But uh, at the beginning, when a release comes out, um, the majority of the money is going back to the studios, and then it it shifts gradually towards the theater. So when they have a theater, when they have a, a movie that has legs. Like uh, last year, that Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The, the theaters made so much money on that because over time, most of the money would go to them, and the, the movie ran for, what, like four months, five yeah. months. Ah. Now, so. now uh, I, the, the thing that just bothers me about it is that the uh, it, it seems more than like, uh, like going to a football game and everything, the prices on some of the stuff there. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's and, that, and that's an inflated place to uh, get food. But then you got to think most of the ticket sales are probably going to the athletes, so it's kind of kind of maybe the same idea. Hey, thank you for the info, Bob. Appreciate that. Brett and Maitland, you're in the hideout. You worked as a uh, movie manager. Hey guys, great show. Yeah, I was a movie manager up in the Chicago suburbs for five years of my uh, wasted life. <laughs> See, I had a buddy who did that, and I thought it was just the coolest thing ever, but it, it's not, huh? It's one of those jobs that, hey, man, it would be really cool to do that, and then it's so hard to get out of such a pointless job. Yeah, I guess I, that seems like it would be a fun second job. Exactly. Or maybe a, a, a fun job, like, when you're kind of figuring stuff out and everything. And Yeah. or maybe. Oh, yeah. But I understand maybe as a, you don't want that as your career, I guess. No, it's definitely not a good career move. Hmm. But uh, the one good thing I I picked up out of it was I worked for one of the larger theaters. Mm-hmm. We could call it Seagull, 
is the name of the, the cinemas. And I got the chance to actually build and set up the movie theater. Oh, wow. We launched a new movie theater. So I learned so much of the back end. The uh, Babu called is exactly right. The profit margin on our food was anywhere from 80% to 140%. Whoa. Wow. Damn. Now, I know, 140 I know has to be on the popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, I know that sounds like a, a heck of a lot, but honestly, it wasn't. Now, the real kicker is on the soft drinks. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, the, the people that are working there, if you look at their vest, if their vest has one of the soft drink vendors' names on it, Mm-hmm. And if you look around in the movie theater and you see the that software advertised everywhere, right? That movie theater did not pay for any of their soft drinks. Oh, so wow. they make they make all the money that they sell for. Oh man, no, hey so man, straight to them. You know, it's it's cool learning the uh, underbelly of the uh, movie theater business. Yeah. Hey, now, did you ever do the thing where like uh, all your employees or whatever on the uh, night before a release when you get the movie and everybody just hangs on and watches that movie? Uh, usually about two hours before midnight. Nice. Or depending on however long the movie was, we did it that you know the night before we had to actually release it. Hey, that's cool. Brett. We did that all the time. What are you now, doing on, now? On, on actually in the tech industry. Oh I man! Actually decided to study while I was wasting my life. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What'd you have? Um, the movie prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically for a blockbuster film, the cinema, the theater itself, will pay anywhere from 350 to half a million to roll that tape. Wow. I didn't even know they were paying for it. I didn't oh, yeah. know that. And then it, it gradually goes down. Just And Bob was exactly right. The, the the price of the film is a set price. Now, you do owe the uh, the production company money per ticket on a per-sales basis, and it's a percentage. Okay. Now, now do, you pay, seen, do, you, do you pay per screen running it, or is it one flat rate you get as many screens as you want? It depends on the contract. Mm. Um, when I set the... The cinema up, Batman was, came out. Right. Remember the original? Yeah. Jesus. That one we paid $650,000 for. Wow. And at that time, we could run it in as many theaters as we wanted. However, you hurt yourself because we had to also pay the production company per ticket sales. So we sold more tickets. Okay, I got you. Hey, I really appreciate that, uh, Brett. Thank you, No problem, buddy. guys. 407-916-1041, I'm sure you end up losing your ass in some of them, too. Yeah, I mean, some of those... I heard something too about the the price of movie tickets going up, like even more. You get something like in Manhattan now; it's going to be like thirteen fifty to go see a to go see a movie. That makes sense. I mean, even out here, it can be like nine or ten bucks. Uh, Rob and Apopka, you're in the hideout. What you got, Rob? Hey guys, I uh, was hearing the tail end of your conversation about theaters, and uh, you guys are uh, from the D.C. area, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, a cool place to, to hang out and drink beer and stuff while watching it was there was a place called Bethesda Cinnamon Draft House. Yep. And its sister one, Arlington Cinnamon uh, Draft House. Didn't they shut one. one of them down when we were out there? I think. I'd, I'd actually been out to the Bethesda one. Yeah, I, I matter of fact, worked there a few years when I was in college. Uh, cool place. Yeah. Very cool place. That was actually, that was the first one I had ever seen alcohol. And that was... Because, uh, I mean, I've been in Texas and in mm-hmm. Michigan, and my first time uh, out to D.C., I was like, yes, this place has it figured out. And I want to say there's even liquor there. I'm pretty sure there was hard liquor there as well, in addition to uh, the beer. To, in addition to the beer. Um, but that is, to me, that's always been, like, the coolest thing, to be able to sit there and get drunk. Hey, thank you for the phone call, Rob. 
I we're up on a break again. All right, hey, when's SBK going to be at Circuit City, dummy? I guess he's going to be there on Sunday. You giving out wrong information? I'm just reading what's on the sheet of paper, so I was wrong. No, I mean, the paper's wrong. Oh, you were wrong. Sunday so, from 1 to 3. Here's the thing. You want to hang out with the soul, brother. Uh, go realradio.fm and pick it all out. By the way, also, meetstun.com is a lot of fun, too. Brad Deland, you're in the hideout. What you got, Brad? Hey, buddy. How are you all doing tonight? Doing Merry Christmas to you. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. I got to say, it, this, I might get a lot of flack for this, but I think it's a long time coming. I guess Friday Friday there's a new movie coming out with some uh, homosexual cowboys. Yeah, the Brokeback <laughs> Mountain. I've uh, heard everybody talking about this. And I, I it's got, getting Oscar buzz. I'm, I'm glad that they're showing it, you know, uh, tough guys could be gay or, you know, instead mm-hmm. of stereotypical guys, you know, really effeminate and stuff because... Uh, yeah, Rough I'm, Riders. I, I, I'm a construction worker. I, I'm gay. No, hey, man. It, uh, you know I, what I'm saying? I got to say, it's probably odd, uh, and this feels like a setup, but at the very least, I got to say, it's probably odd being a very butch kind of dude and having a very butch kind of job, knowing that you're yeah, going to give it. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. Especially <laughs> yeah. when I you the, go out on Friday. Now, are you, uh, are you out to all of your construction friends? Oh, yeah. 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 You joke around a lot, and then, uh, you know, sometimes they might take it to the next level or not really not that funny. You know? Will they ask you for oral or no? Or they're rubbing it on your hand? No, nah, they try to stick a shovel in my ass. Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Other shows could probably get away with that. I went ahead and dumped it. Oh. It's funny, though. Yeah. 407-916-1041. 888-978-1041. Hey, boys will be boys. Right. You know, whatever. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> What do you want to do with the shovel? Basically, the construction worker gay guy said that uh, his friends sometimes take it a little too far. They're joking around, and they try to violate him with a shovel. <laughs> violate or pleasure? Well, it you choose. Dep- depends on which end. Uh, and if there's hand grips on it. Oh, boy. All right, so there it is, my my experience at the movies. Hey, Carl, this shovel's rib for you. For your pleasure. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. King Kong was kind of cool. Like the like all the a- animation or effects and stuff. Are you going to go see Brokeback Mountain this weekend? Honestly, I want to go, but only with you guys. I think we should go as a show. I think we should. We should walk in, like, separately, just completely flamed out, you know, and just see who gets the most looks. And uh... I heard the monsters will talk about it a lot, this like, the last two weeks, essentially. And I'm thinking we should all go as a show. I think it would see, be... See, the monsters want to go Oh, by us. the way, speaking of this Brokeback Mountain, we hadn't really talked about this. Uh, they're ripping us off. Because <laughs> Dubs and I... <laughs> At least a year and a half to two years ago, started a bit of two very ultra-butch dudes Mm -hmm. doing it for the first time. And it was was the most uncomfortable thing ever, and it was a complete improv. And I think uh, this movie is probably going to be the most uncomfortable thing ever. You know, here, Tommy, I want to see if you can find that stuff so that we can play... uh, Them ripping us off. Yeah. That was our thing, where we just pretend to be two really butch dudes doing it for the first time. In a pickup truck. Yeah. Listen to Metallica. Yeah, we're going to go there and get pissed.
mm-hmm. thinking, hey, why didn't we write? We did write this movie. We just did it uh, on the cuff. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Hey, we got some Christmas cards, and we want to thank some uh, some people when we mm-hmm. get back for these Christmas cards that they sent us. 407-916-1041, uh, Whatever's on your mind, it's a Wednesday night in your hideout. Chance to be somebody on Real Radio 104.1. The best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. The hideout. Real Radio 104.1, half and dubs. 407 star 1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Dubs, it is the holiday. Hey, what are we doing on Christmas? Isn't your chick out of town? Ah, uh, yeah, she'll be home, so I will be doing nothing over Christmas. Yeah, me neither, because I'm not going home. I don't like to go home for the holidays. You know, I usually do, and I usually hate it. So this year, I'm going to try it, do nothing. Yeah, I'm going to stay home, not call family, not talk to them, sit there. It's a Sunday. There'll be football on. Be happy. Dude, there's going to be football there's going to be basketball. It's going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. Celebrating the birth of Christ uh, with the Lakers and the Spurs. Are we exchanging gifts this no. year? I thought we uh, decided not to. Yeah, we're not doing that. Right. I think we can do something else. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Plus, it's our first, like, it's our first winter in Florida. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to go back anywhere else? You exactly. Know what I mean? This is the this is our one chance uh, that we've ever had in our lives not to experience cold through the winter. So at least for me, I'm yeah I'm going to spend Christmas laying out, maybe going to the beach. Oh boy! Hey, by the way, I want to say some thank yous real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one to Phil Frazier over at EA, who uh, sent us a Christmas card. Very nice of him. He is the producer of Madden uh, for Electronic Arts and what is it, Tribion? Yeah. Tri- I think it's Tribion. Tiburon. 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 Well, you can say it on the air. If I get it wrong, you can turn your mics on, you morons. <laughs> say yelling into my ear in uh, dumbass stereo between Deuce, Joe, and Chunks. <laughs> I know. We have both of their, their very, very uncomfortable voices beating into our ears. So thank you to Phil Frazier. And also, too, uh, thank you to Evil Eye, Hideout Heretic. By the way, the Heretics have their own MySpace page, too. Mm -hmm. They just opened that up. Already up to 68 friends. Nice. Um, I'm going through and adding all the hot chicks that they have. Are they real hot chicks that they're adding? It doesn't matter. It just makes it look good. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been been adding 80s wrestlers. I just added uh, Frankie, Coco Beware's parrot, the other day. (laughs) So we are... uh, but uh, nonetheless, we got uh, these Christmas cards, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, what's the etiquette? Do you then send thank you cards for Christmas cards, or is this enough, or do you send Christmas cards in return? Well, you're supposed to send Christmas cards in return, I think. Now, I don't find it to be uh, necessary if you can thank them in person or over the radio. I think that's even more special. And By giving them a shout-out? Yeah, giving you a big uh, shout-out to the big ups, as we like to call it. Right. Uh, But I always buy the Christmas cards, have every intention to send them out. Never happens. All right, let me ask you this. Is a, like, a e-card as good as an actual, like, paper card? It depends on who you're sending it to. If you're sending it to someone who doesn't... Like my mom. Can I send her an e-card? I would. 
407-916-1041-888-978-1041. My dad, nothing. <laughs> my dad doesn't care. See, that's the thing about my dad. My pops doesn't care. And do dudes, let's be honest, do guys really care about Christmas cards? I enjoy getting Christmas cards from people like Evil Eye and Phil Fraser, people who I don't expect it from. But if I get one from like my dad or something, where or your grandma, yeah, my, or my grandma, and there's no money in it, then it because you look at it, oh, dad sent me a card. I open what, it up, nothing. What's the point of having a Christmas card if there's no money in it or a card? Period. And they try to just you know write a really loving note and actually think that you're gonna be touched by it. You know, I fault Hallmark for not putting a little uh, folder insertion for money. Mm-hmm. There's some people that there's some uh, card companies that do that. And it's only smart. And then you feel obligated to put some kind of uh, cash or check into that thing. All right, so why do people like Christmas cards? And, and who started this mess, this craziness, this killing of trees? When these trees could have been killed to be put into your living room. Mm-hmm. Or maybe right. you have two trees and put one in your bathroom. And then they always end up in this big card, uh, like a uh, like if you're like a grandparent or something, they always keep your Christmas card in this big uh, drawer. I can still go through the drawer at my grandma's place and find Christmas cards I gave to her when I was ten. All right, she's creepy. But she just uh, she doesn't keep them for any reason. She at the end of the year she just takes them all down off the uh, like the fireplace or whatever and ends up throwing them into this uh, drawer. And... All right, chunks found this uh, Christmas and holiday card etiquette. Right. There's actually etiquette on the line for it? All right, let me see here. Who to send cards to? Send your best wishes to all your friends and family, neighbors, and business associates. Huh, good luck. Uh, it's the perfect time of year to reach out to those you have not kept in touch with often. All right, so are we supposed to send other people here at Clear Channel Christmas cards? Yeah, if you work with them, if you uh, have a working relationship with them, it's a nice thing to do. Who says... Who makes up this etiquette besides MVS-Christmas-Cards.com? Now, what uh, what Chunk should be doing, every guest that we've ever had on, he should be sending Christmas cards out to them so that we have a good relationship with them from here on out. See, that's a networking thing. Yeah. That's, that I understand. That's just sucking up. You don't network to friends now, or family. I want Chunks to look up this, too. Tipping etiquette. Over the holidays, you're supposed to tip everybody that's uh, served you over the last year. Oh uh, yeah, right. Not when my mailman says, "Hey, are you blind?" Because there was a package that he hid. You hid it. <laughs> you hid it. Yes, I'm blind. You animal. He actually said, "Are you blind?" Yeah. Ed the bull, you're in the high down rural radio. You're what do you half- got? So. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Listen, thank you. I, the worst kind of Christmas card to get is the one that has the folded-up paper enclosed with the life story of the family <laughs> that sent to you for the last year. Oh. You're right. That is such a uh, really Billy Bob, Billy Bob has soccer practice and captured his first Gator this year. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, it's they're insane. so painful, it's insane. And, and like he took his first steps this year. Or, or even worse yet, if it's like a family update, so-and-so got divorced this year, it's his first uh, holidays without, mm-hmm. so keep him in your thoughts and prayers. It's... Right, and you, you know you won't get a card from him anyway. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ed the Bull. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Now, what really pisses me off, when you get those uh, those cards on the front, are the pictures, like the, uh, like the pictures of them. 
that they get made at like Kmart, the who, photo who, studio. Who does that? And let me ask you, what's the purpose? What douche trip? Well, then you get, if they send you the personalized one with a nice story in it, you get to open it up and you set it on your counter for the next, like, three months. Who sets it on what? You Why know, would you set it there? It's just taking up room and annoying you. Uh, you know what? I I got to go through these this etiquette according to this website. All right, you know what? All right, let me give you some of this. Okay. Maybe we should stop being animal uh, frat kids. And move into the human being world well, you and know send that. these things out. It's jackass radio. That's what we do here. Apparently. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. I don't understand cards. Not when there's email. Yeah, especially And have when you email. been to the post office? Uh, I haven't been there in probably a year. I was at the post office on Monday. I'll tell you that story when we get back. Oh, that's another one right now. Quick break. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Live on a Wednesday night. A couple open lines if you want to hop in. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041. On your singular wireless phone. Got these uh, holiday cards from Phil Frazier over at EA and also Evil Eye. And I guess I get... That's very nice of them to mm-hmm. send to us. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Like, that's when I enjoy getting a Christmas card from, from someone I would never expect it from. All right, I got this etiquette. Um, Chunks found this online. So, apparently you're supposed to start sending these in late November. If you send the holiday card after Christmas, you should explain. You should send a note explaining why you're late. <laughs> and never send the card after July, January 1st. Etiquette for friends and family. Uh, I won't read all of them, but it says personalize the cards uh, by handwriting a little note. Add a photo of your children. Always sign the card. And all personal cards should be addressed by hand. Really? And then for business people, it's, uh, it's even longer as to what to do. All right, Chunks just gave me the tipping thing. Yeah, the tipping thing is uh, wild. All right, so let's see. For a maid, one week's pay. I've never had a maid, and I don't think I ever will. Mail courier, 10 to 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. No. That's for call me blind, you ass. Apartment building superintendent, 10 to 20 to 100 bucks. Once you uh, permanently remove all the bugs from my place... Then, yes, you get a tip. But if I have to keep going there every week asking. If everyone gave the mailman 10 to 20 bucks, do you realize how much money they'd get? They have hundreds and thousands of houses they're going to. Oh, they, they, they bank over uh, over Christmas time. Hey, how about tipping your uh, radio personalities? You're not paying for this. This you is s- a service. You slide up for the open door. <laughs> we're gonna, You know what we're going to start doing? Collection plate on the open doors. <laughs> We're going to hand around a hideout hat. Doorman, 50 to 100. Mm-hmm. What is this shampoo, $10? Oh, if I I guess if you get shampooed by, like, a stylist or something. Yeah, not interested. Don't do that. I don't have hair. Manicures, pedicures, 15 or more. Hairdresser, stylist, 15 or more. Massage therapist, 15 or more. 
And how about some baby gravy? Huh? Is that enough for the therapist? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already giving you 60 extra. Yeah. And that's just for a hand. Mm-hmm. Newspaper carrier, if it's daily, 25 to 50? Weekly, 10. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Teacher, 25 to 100. Wow. I mean, I, I, that can't go for, like, grade school or anything. That has to be, like, if you're getting taught, like, uh, any kind of thing. Right. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Garbage collectors, 15 to 20. I usually will uh, either leave, because uh, we have, like, the actual people come up to our door and get our trash. Mm-hmm. Leave, like, a six-pack out there. They usually enjoy that. Babysitter, two to three nights pay, plus maybe a gift. Full-time nanny, one week's pay. Daycare service, 25 to 70. Plus a gift. What kind of gift do you give these people? Hideout t-shirt. <laughs> Static X tickets that we've been giving out. Yeah, I, I like making people lucky winners. By the That's way, what I do for Christmas. By the way, the show's tonight, so you're going to have to go tonight. Personal trainer, 60 to 100. Country club. Country club. Yeah, if I guess if you are... Minimum of- 50. Oof. We're in the wrong business. I, I know, like, uh, the, these people will make a good amount of money over Christmas, and I think some of them deserve it. Like the babysitter, you're paying those people crap anyway. The kid, you might as well hook them up with a little extra money over the holidays to help them with their holiday shopping. All right, uh, not is asking if he can give me a Christmas card. No, not interested in a card from you. Yeah, when I worked at the resort, that's really kind of the only time a lot of those old regulars, because it was kind of a country club, too. Mm-hmm. That's the only time they would tip, and they'd leave about 50 to $100 as a bonus, I guess. So it, it really helped out. It was real nice of them. All right, Mike has an interesting question. Here's an, uh, an etiquette that always confuses me. If your 15-year-old niece um, has a baby out of wedlock, and the father ends up in jail. Do you buy presents for the niece and the baby or just the baby? Interesting. You know what pisses me off? That my like sister and everything has kids. So everybody just buys for the kids and not for me anymore. I have to pay because she spread her legs open too early. <laughs> I want a gift. I can't get one because they're spending too much money on the brat. Fat brat, which I stole the picture of, you haven't seen yet. Uh, show me the picture. Do you have it with you? This is of your fat niece. How old is she? She is, I believe, seven. And how much does she weigh? A lot. <laughs> You'll see. All right, 407-916-1041, All right, this is of him, Michaela. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh my god, she is a beast! Oh sweet mother lord of Christ! It's unbelievable, doesn't it? I mean, it just looks like her neck is just trying to explode. Alright, here's the thing. It's one of these wallet-sized pictures, mm-hmm. and I put my thumb over her head, and there's more head than thumb. You have a big thumb, too. Yes! Lister Big Hands couldn't cover this uh, monster's head up. 
Look at this. <laughs> you haven't seen that yet, Chunks? There's like a lot. I saw the picture, but I didn't see him oh, pull it up. Oh, my sweet, my big toe. Her head on this wallet size is about the size of my big toe, and I'll say this, my big toe is prettier. Actually, it's a wallet size panoramic, so. She's already got boobs. She's seven? Seven. I think the age is on the back. Him, Michaela, seven, 2005. Mm-hmm. Probably taken in the fall. Dude, this is the saddest picture I've ever seen. <laughs> she is a behemoth. I saw a movie with her today. Climbing on the Empire State Building. Actually, I think this is what Peter Jackson looks like when he shaves. <laughs> Jennifer in Deltona, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Jennifer? Hey, hideout. Well, I completely agree with you guys about the resort mm-hmm. because I do work in one. That's the only time I make good tips because everybody's such a regular. Okay, I didn't know about that. Which resort are you at? Do you not want to say? I'm not allowed to say, unfortunately. Can you take care of us if we went over there? Hook us of up? Of course. You get us a room? Not a room, but Just for me I then. actually work in the spa part, so. Ooh. Ooh, I could use that. Nice. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. So that's a tip, so that's where you're really getting the good stuff, huh? Well, I just got um, my Christmas gift from one of my regulars. I see him almost every week, and this year he got me a locket with my initials. I think oh, oh you lost, lost your yeah. phone. Now, here's the thing. If, that, if, it, if what she says is true, a locket with her initials in it, He's trying to get it. Yeah, he is. He's trying to hit that. Let him. Slap them skins. Lock it with initials on it. He's in love with you, and you must be the hottest chick on earth. Actually, when you open the locket up, there's a picture of a badge. That's what I always thought. I have the key. (laughs) All right, now, did they have to take this in the fall because by December uh, she's hibernating? Actually, I think she just got done killing fish with her big paws out in the stream before they took the picture. I'm not kidding you, dude. Your niece is ginormous. <laughs> I've been telling you. Ginormous. I cannot believe that on a wallet-sized picture, any normal seven-year-old, you should be able to put your thumb over their face. And they, and you shouldn't be able to see the face. No. Oh, let's talk to Jennifer. Her phone cut out. Hey, are you real hot? Because I imagine you got to be if some dude's giving you a locket with your initials. I really don't judge myself by that, so I wouldn't know. You should. All right. Are you, uh, what, what size are you? You don't have to give us, that like... That means she's extremely hot or extremely ugly if she no, doesn't judge uh, she's extremely hot. That's the that's the thing. And what, he's giving you a locket with your initials on it? Yeah, but I've seen him every year, for the, every week for the past three years. How old is he? Gosh, he's about the same age as my grandfather. That's how actually I met him. Is my grandfather used to come to the spa, and he brought him with him, and he started giving you horsey to me. rides. Uh, now, yeah, horsey rides. Um, and how old are you? <laughs> I'm 19. I right, see. That's the oh, thing. That's yeah. what's going on there. He, oh yeah. He's looking for his new wife. Uh, and are you yeah, the one not giving... gonna happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking for somebody a little bit closer to my age. 27. That's you and me. We're gonna go out soon. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Hey, speaking of morbidly obese sons mm-hmm. of bitches, I mean... <laughs> I be, feel free. I have no uh, reservations about uh, not making fun of her. Is your uh, is your sister still listening on realradio.fm? Maybe. All right. 
if you're listening, Sister Dubs, when we come back, we're going to play you audio. <laughs> we're going to play you audio of what could happen to your kid. What did you find on the Discover or TLC, Dubs? Uh, on TLC, they did a uh, kind of a documentary following this guy around, the 750-pound man, which they didn't have to follow him around that much. He's basically right there in a bed. But uh, we've got this broken up into two different uh, legs. The first leg is going to be today. We're going to do the next leg tomorrow. But the first is kind of just uh, him in the hospital and dealing with all the fatness, which he has. As I look closer at this picture of your uh, niece, if I look really hard, I can see the Ghostbusters on the top of the building behind her. (laughs) We'll take a break. We'll come back. 407-916-1041. 407-916-1041. All she asks you to do is not cross the streams. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Yeah, he. the wife is this one-tooth, just completely big redneck with breasts that hang down to her knees. It is the freakiest thing I have ever seen. I would say... How old is she? Uh, I would say mid-30s. Whew. Okay. I restart that one, Chunks. Yeah, take that one from the beginning. Oh, hold on a sec. <laughs> I screwed up. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. This is played a lot uh, over the weekend, so I'm sure there's people out there that have seen this and can attest to how gro- just grotesque this guy is, how big and fat he is. His head... Like, there, there's no semblance of a shoulder... Or a neck... It's just like, it's literally like if someone put a whole bunch of dumplings together. Well, what it is, it's like when you pop the head up on a transformer. You know, it's just that real little head on a big ass body. <laughs> like with Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm fat, get it? Oh man! By the way, Matt Albert, you were so heading there. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. Even after his wedding, John's weight continued to increase until his legs could no longer support him. I was in the kitchen making her dinner, <laughs> took two steps, my knees cramped up, locked up, and I went, ah, boom. He didn't seem <laughs> to worry, and when John don't worry, Gina don't worry. And my ankles and my knees weren't supporting me no more. He yeah. stayed on the floor for a little while, and then he crawled into the bedroom and climbed up into the bed. And that's where he stayed. I went down before we were even married a full year. Well, at least he did that for. So he has, uh, first of all, he was lucky enough to find a chick who would marry him. Uh, You wouldn't call it lucky? No. I find it lucky that they found each other. Because that's the only way either of them were getting any. Yeah, they're fitting for each other. Probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, when they first got married, I think I've seen this, too. He wasn't that fat when they first got married, Oh, though, he was. He? he was Matt Albert fat. I'd say even a little, maybe a little bit bigger than Matt Albert. Is that possible? Yeah, when your knees lock up and you're you're stuck in bed. Yeah. And she didn't worry about it. When someone's knees lock up because they can't handle their own weight, you don't worry. You don't say, hey, maybe we should do something about this. Why, why don't we uh, call someone? Hey, okay. if John don't worry, Gina don't worry. And this is, I guess, something from the Learning Channel, 750-pound man. All right, what's the next one you got? The wife talks about uh, why he's so fat. 
loses weight, it comes back. Whether it's because of lack of exercise or more often than not, just not eating the right stuff. Oh, I'll admit, like everyone else, I like to eat. That's an understatement on what's going on here. He eats the wrong things, he says. What? Are you eating like a Flintstone and have that big hunk of ribs sitting on the side of your car? Now, when somebody gets up to 750 pounds, don't you think at that point, quite possibly, it could be genetic? No. Not when you see what he's gone through and how he's just progressively gotten worse and done nothing about it. Whenever he tries to diet... He does the wrong things and goes right back and starts gaining weight. There's even got to be something about genetics. No, because this does not happen in any other country. All right, so you say only people only get morbidly obese in America. I would say uh, at the rate that we have it happen, yes. I would say the morbid obesity at 750 pounds is a thing that only happens in America and maybe England. Doubt it, though. Yeah, I went to uh, Europe, Amsterdam, and France, and series I think the largest woman they had was probably about... I don't know, 190, and that's the largest, and it was a rare exception at that. And the men seem to be, all of them, probably 160, 170, right where they're supposed to be. All right, why is that happening here in America, though? What are you doing, chunks, going around checking out guys' weight? <laughs> You're asking him to get on a scale? And by the scale, you mean your ass? No, he means his face. Chuck in Melbourne, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What you got, Chuck? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Not much, brother. Hey, um, just a little insight. I saw it on TV on that story you just told about the man whose knees locked up. Mm-hmm. They said on there that the biggest problem wasn't the knees being weak. It was the wrist. his wrists were weak. He wasn't strong enough to push the plate back. <laughs> I hear you. That's funny as hell. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> nice. Hey, quick break. How many more clips from this do we have? I think we have two more from this uh from this uh, tape, and then we'll uh, get in, uh, more audio tomorrow. But this is All right, what do we just have? the first What part. do we have coming up to tease for our friends? <laughs> well, uh, what's going on here these next couple of breaks is uh, he uh, he tries to uh, start working out with the nurses, and the first workout is getting him to be able to roll over. <laughs> what is he, a dog? All right. Uh, he's going to be playing dead soon enough if he doesn't uh, do something about it. He dies? No, I'm saying that that's oh. that's what they're worried. That's why they need to get him to roll over and uh and start working out a little bit. And I do want to bring this up. I it seems like we're under because I'm not getting any people arguing that this morbid obesity only happens in America. You know what? He does look exactly like Job the Hut. Now you think about it. Mm-hmm. If he just had some chick there on a leash. Well, if we only all only had that. All right, we'll come back in a second then. With more of this, the 750-pound man, it's a hideout row radio 104.1. John's weight continued to increase until his legs could no longer support him. I was in the kitchen making her dinner, took two steps, my knees cramped up, locked up, and I went, ah, boom. He didn't seem too worried. Ah, John, don't worry. Gina, don't worry. (laughs) And my ankles and my knees weren't supporting me no more. Oh. He stayed on the floor for a little while, and then he crawled into the bedroom and climbed up into the bed. And that's where he stayed. I went down before we were even married a full year. 
That's a 750-pound man. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1, half and dubs. All right. Jesus, what the hell? It just sounds exactly like the white trash woman that's married to the 750-pound man. That was on TLC. We got more clips from that. First, Lauren in Titusville. Ladies always first in the hideout. What you got, Lauren? Hi. I just wanted to say I listened to the um, Real Radio Christmas Carol um, mm-hmm. on the radio. I wish I could have gone, cause, but I had to work. But I just wanted to say you guys were really, really cute. Oh. Like, everybody did a Aww. really great job, and, like, the whole thing just kind of got me, you know, in the Christmas mood. So thanks for that. Yeah, you betcha. It was a really, really cool thing. So thank you, everybody, for their very uh, hard work on that. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, it would be great if someone had audio from your two uh, parts. Oh, wait, we do. Uh, For some reason, and I don't know why, yours wasn't bad, but every time you went up to talk, Chunks and I just started laughing. We couldn't help it. <laughs> that Dubs, was me. Dubs was fine, though. I don't know why. Uh, Nikki and Kissimmee are in the hideout on Real Radio. What you got, Nikki? Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> All right, what's going on? I was just thinking, um, I know that it's an epidemic in this country far more than anywhere else in mm-hmm. the world. But Obesity. What about, yes, definitely, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What about sumo wrestlers? Uh, you know what? That's a pretty good point. They, uh... but, but I, I think that's different because sumo wrestlers are really not as fat as like the Yokozunas of the WWE. Right. You know, uh, they they're fat, but they're functional fat. They're yeah. like they're like linemen for the NFL. Where... I mean, they definitely have a a degree of exercise or athleticism to mm-hmm. them that the 750 pound man doesn't. And but... the, 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 I was just gonna say the other thing about them too, though, is there's such an anomaly, I think, in Asia being that big. That's that's, that's kind of why they, they are put at that pedestal and made to wrestle. That, that's kind of the gimmick, I think. You, I just you, thought it was, I mean, it was just curious to me that they all tend to be of Asian or Polynesian, like Hawaiian descent. But it saddens me. Most people think that I'm... Uh, uh, like Asian or Polynesian or Hawaiian or something. Cause you I'm, just play Mexican. Because I'm big boned. Yeah, I heard that at a meeting today. <laughs> hey, thank you, Nikki. I appreciate the phone call, sweetie. No problem. Later. Uh, all right. Tommy says they train all day long and that they're actually in deceptively good shape. I think mm-hmm. you have to be if you're leaning against somebody like that. Hey, let's get another clip from the... Uh, yeah, this is them trying to roll over uh, the 750-pound man. Kind of That's his first workout is being able to roll over. Okay. Because he's scared because he just had to roll over. He's lying on his side, like he always lays on his left side. Mm-hmm. And they they're like, hey, you gotta move, otherwise these bed sores are really, really gonna end up screwing you. The bed sores, and you know, unless you're able to start moving a little bit, you're not gonna be able to move at all. You gotta take baby steps towards it. And I don't even understand. Like if you're that obese, I would figure life should be like the Biggest Loser. Where everything you do in your day is about burning calories and losing weight. Uh, David on the Palm Coast, you're in the Hideout on Road Radio. What you got, David? Hey, what's going on, guys? Now I don't know if this one you're getting the clips from is the same one I saw. I saw one I thought that was called the Half Ton Man, 
And uh, at one point, to get him out of his house, they actually had to cut the wall out of his bedroom and load him into a U-Haul. And the thing about it that cracked me up was, I guess he liked those uh, pecan wheels, those little pecan wheels. Uh-huh. Who does? It was like his favorite thing to eat. Well, as they're cutting the wall out and trying to figure out how they're getting this guy out, he's moving all these wrappers out of the way. He grabs one, and one, and I guess it still had some food in it, and they're sitting there cutting the wall out to get his fat ass out, and he's sitting there shoving more food into his mouth. Uh, here's the great thing about this. Are we going to have the clips, uh, clips tomorrow? Yeah, we'll have the clips to wrap it up tomorrow. Of him in the actual obese home? Mm-hmm. All right, then I don't want to spoil it for you. Hey, thank you, David, for the phone call. Yeah, on a side note, TLC has some great shows. I mean, if you want to get a good laugh, they have T-Rex on, people without legs that are moving around. Oh, yeah, amputees. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, it's, it's hot. we got to constantly be TiVoing this, then. This is a constant source of entertainment. Um, All right, our buddy Doogie Tarantino, how does a 750-pound man um, pleasure himself? You know what? We're thinking about that too. And if like they are able to pleasure each other, like I, because I know when you were up in weight and I was up in weight as well, even being uh, in between the 250, 300 range, you can't get the excitement and blood flowing in that area like you used to. All right, and it's difficult. I, I think Do- Doogie says probably by walking. If you think about the constant friction, mm-hmm. I think when it comes to taking care of business, guys are pretty resourceful. You can always find a way. It, it was difficult for me when I was at my fattest. It was really hard to uh, get everything going. Ladies first in the hideout. Maria, who's on the turnpike. What do you got, Maria? Hey, did you notice that that guy had Uncle Fester kind of dark circles under his eyes? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's like Jabba the Hutt meets Uncle Fester. <laughs> did you, yeah. you saw this on TLC? Yes. Uh, oh, my it, God. And is there any other way to describe him, too? I just really think it's like if someone got a whole bunch of dumplings... And piece them together. It's like, you know, you take those biscuits in a can, (laughs) and you explode the can in a weird way. Yeah. But but here's the thing that totally kills me. Two things. Uh A, those health care workers totally have probably roached their backs out by trying to move him around. Yeah, that's what we just heard, him trying to roll over, i.e. exercise. And they're just calling more people in to help. Right. Yeah, yeah, because I have a sister, personally, she ruined her back moving tubalards. <laughs> and, yeah. Tubalards. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, okay, I hope his wife has a nice-paying job that she was the one buying all that food for him. I think I think a lot of the money came from the government and disabilities. And I, I was going to say, he can't have a job. Thank you, Maria, for the phone call. And I, I don't remember seeing her ever work or anything. All right, hey, uh, play the final clip. What is this one? This is when he tries to sit up. They try to get him to sit up and you know see what kind of mobility he has. Uh, this is a... starting at that level right now. Go ahead and try to start rolling. Oh, Eventually, he'll be aiming towards being able to roll to his side um, on his own and then pushing up and sitting into a sitting position. Okay. Now, at this point, he has an oxygen mask over his face so he's able to breathe while this is all going on, just trying to roll over to his back and try and sit up. <laughs> it feels funky to roll because everything is moving on my inside. Oh. And I actually feel it. Okay, ready? No. Okay. If I wait until I'm ready, I won't get Is better. he backing up? Right, What's that noise? <laughs> One, two, three. 
Hey, how about that? You did it. I let their shoulders come back. There. There. <laughs> <laughs> that, that moan at the end, that yell. <laughs> that Kong yell's the best. <laughs> Ladies first in the hideout, Lori in Melbourne. What you got, Lori? Now you got to remember, this guy was nude the whole time they filmed mm-hmm. all this. Yeah, he is, and he's like laid over. But nude. And and he's got these curves, and you like you couldn't even be able to begin to see his pelvic area. There's so much hanging now, over it. Now, did I, you did you watch this? Yeah, I did watched you see, it on uh, uh, the for last. Did you see when they were trying to clean him, like uh, scrub oh, him down? God. It was yeah. like at the zoo when they're cleaning an elephant <laughs> with a big chamois brush. Right. Thank you, Lori. Y'all have a good night. And I feel Ben laughing at this son of a bitch, but again... I feel like he did it to himself, and I ended up hating him by the end of this thing. Yeah, should you really feel badly laughing? I mean, because the, the last caller who said her sister's back went out, and if you see all the machines they have in there that all of our money is going to make for just a rare exception of people... Here's what's funny, too. He wouldn't fit on the regular scale, 750 pounds... They had to bring in a special one, which is specially made for people who weigh over 750 pounds. What it basically was is a big tarp thing where they would connect two ends of it. They had to roll them over onto the tarp and lift them up from there. Like whenever you see like a whale being moved from one pool to another, that's what it looked like. All right, we'll have the second half of this tomorrow during yeah. the 8 o'clock hour. All right, very good. Hey, you know, a quick break. Our buddy Darkness in Virginia is an EMT. And he has a great story about uh, having to move somebody. Oof. So we'll take a break and come back with Darkness next in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I am El Jefe, and that is J-Dubs. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. We just got done playing uh, some of the clips. I guess we'll have more tomorrow of the 750-pound man. Mm-hmm. That was on TLC. Our buddy Darkness up in Virginia listening on RealRadio.fm. You're an EMT, dude? Yeah, I am. All right, so did you have to move one of these people once, or what happened? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, We got on the scene uh, for cardiac trouble, and he was upstairs, and this guy weighed between 350 and 400 pounds. So that's even kind of a small one by by these standards, but that's still a very, very large person. Yeah, and we had to uh, get a special chair out. And carry him down the stairs. Oh. Two firefighters on the back of the chair, listen up, and me and two other EMTs on the bottom, trying to push the chair to the stairs so he just doesn't roll over us. You know. Right. You, you know, I hate moving furniture through stairs. I can't imagine moving one of these guys. And what did he smell like? Uh. Musty. Uh, BM. Oh really? Oh, like a movement? Poo. Yeah. Because we were even, while we're watching this thing, we're thinking, how does he wipe? Not to be too graphic, but, mm-hmm. or how does he even go? Because he has to lay on his side the whole time. So how long did it take you guys to move this uh, this dude? 20 minutes. 20 minutes to get a grown man from his room. All the way downstairs into the ambulance. Did he end up living or dying? Uh, He lived, he got there, and uh, two weeks later, we got called back. And he was dead. So we had to put him in body bags, and oh. then we had to lift him up again, put him in the ambulance, and take him to the morgue. Now, was there a body bag there big enough for him? Yeah, they're it's pretty like, big body bags. It's yeah. like wrapping a huge burrito. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, Darkness, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank okay, you, man. Later. We'll talk to you. It's 
Good dude, Darkness. And his name was Belcher. You know, I'd, I'd probably chop up some lettuce, put it in the uh, in the uh, bag with him. Hey, what was this guy's name? Do we remember what his name was? Wasn't it John something? Yeah, it was John. Shallow Hal. Not Shallow Hal. Oh. If you go to TLC Chunks and go to the 750-pound man, it should have his name there. Danny in Orlando, you're up in the hideout. What you got, Danny? Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, dude. Hey, listen, I just got in the car, and I heard you talking about this just a quick second, and uh, I, th- that's the field that I work in. I work in bariatrics, and we provide the hospitals with uh, bariatric equipment. So basically, we provide the hospitals with oversized beds, oversized wheelchairs, chairs, and, and those yeah. types of things uh, so that, you know, these patients can actually, uh, you know, feel somewhat comfortable in the hospital with their state. I, now, does that does that concern you that 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 your field is even necessary? Well, um, it, in our country alone, I mean, obesity is growing, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the the reason my industry uh, survives is because of, of really the healthcare industry because there are standards that insurance companies uh, maintain. So anybody that's over 350 pounds has to be on a special bed per se and has to have special equipment, so they have to have it. So, And a lot of it has to do with the insurance companies because of the liability that these hospitals are in when they don't have equipment specifically uh, fitted for these types of people. Hey, um, what, what's in the, your company does this or you work for this? My company provides the equipment for the hospital. I would think, and I don't even know if we could do that on the air, but I would think if you find out what the company is... And then investing in that, because this just seems like this is the future of America. Of yeah. America, that's like a company you'd want to invest in. It seems like it's booming. Yeah. Well, that... well, it is. It's, but at the same time, I mean, it's just like any business. I, we have contracts throughout, uh, you know, the state of Florida and throughout the country. But uh, I mean, there are other companies out there that are competing. Basically, I'm competing for uh, 10% of the patients that go in uh, to specific areas of the hospitals are bariatric patients who, who wow. use specific equipment. 10%. of all patients. I'm saying patients uh, of certain areas of need. So people that have very uh, high-prone risk of respiratory issues and they have uh, issues with blood flow and circulation and heart attack issues, 10% of those patients are bariatric uh, patients. So I actually work for a company that even though we, we are getting a pretty big part of that that chunk we're only getting about three percent of that ten percent you know and there's another company competing that's like the super walmart if you know for lack of a better word or analogy <laughs> well yeah over is, so they're biggie sizing it yeah, I, yeah. Hey, thank you danny appreciate the phone call bro all right john keats mm-hmm. what's his name ladies first in the hideout cheyenne in orlando what you got cheyenne yeah talking about obese people this is a true story it happened in texas in the paper where uh, I don't know if the people were having sex, but the men weighed 138. His wife was 400 plus, and apparently she had a heart attack and died on top of him. He, she laid on him for three days before the neighbor was worried because he hadn't seen the men, and he heard some whimpering and called the police, and they found him, and she had uh, died on him. Oh, <laughs> what the hell is she doing on top? <laughs> yeah, you I gotta, don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it didn't say in the paper whether she was that they were having sex or what the issue was, but uh, it was pretty gross to me. Oh, absolutely, Cheyenne. Thank you oh. for the phone call. Maybe they're just sleeping next to each other, and she just rolled over on top of him. 
You'd like think? you like when you have a kitten sleep next to you and you roll over on top of it and smother it. You'd think if your life depended on it, you could roll that person off of you. I yeah, like know. lifting a car. Mothers lift cars to save their children. And I can squat 400, but he's like a buck 35 or whatever. Yeah, he wasn't a big guy at all. He was. Well, he might be a big guy in some respects if she was in that yeah. position. You would have to. Scott and Akala, you're next Brother? up in the hideout. What you got, dude? Oh, yeah, hey, white guys, woman. Yeah, you, you guys pretty much touched on it a minute ago. I was just curious if they mentioned anywhere in that piece if how he went to the bathroom. If he can't get out of bed, how does he go? Yeah, no, and no, they, how does he clean himself? And I mean, that's just got to be nasty. I, yeah, they they never touched on that, but we were we were while we were watching it just kind of speculating on how it would happen. And I imagine there is someone who has to actually go uh, on an excavation in there and get everything out. Well, that's actually what archaeologists do. Mm -hmm. There's only only so many places you can dig on Earth. Digging for nuggets? All right, quick break. We'll come back. 407-916-1041. So we'll have more clips from this tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'm sure you can find some skeletons up there, too. It's It's a hideout. Real radio. 104.1. 104.1. By the way, if you have not done so, go to meatstun.com. Meatstun.com. M-E-A-T-S-T-U-N.com. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1 on FA and J-Dubs. Um, we were talking about that uh, 750-pound man, Dubs, and mm-hmm. I know there's also the story of the... Uh, yeah, there's a 500-pound man, actually, in, uh, in Seminole County. Uh, he uh, is accused of a fast food scam. And we've, we have, uh, it's been all over, like, you know, everyone's been talking about it. Yeah, douche chill. Uh, during the break, uh, we had a caller call, and the way the guys go to the bathroom, apparently, is uh, a catheter, but not uh, just to urinate in a catheter for the other end. Oh, oh wow. I had no idea. Ouch. But you have to get to a point where that that's necessary, and there has to be some kind of... Uh, situation where you you're would, like, I can't do it anymore, and would, I, I'm getting messy. When you're to that point, you would think, all right, you know what? Food isn't that good. Oh, it would become your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I hate you. So anyway, uh, this guy's going around. You had a run-in at a fast food place, Dubs? Uh, yeah, today I was uh, going to get Chunks' birthday gift, and uh, where I went and got it, I had to park really far away because the whole place is packed. So I was walking up, and I had to walk past this this uh mcdonald's there was this huge lady and of course a small car i mean she was the kind of lady with the fat uh hanging off the arms just i would put her up in the 350 400 category okay and i hear her sitting alone in the car ordering a massive amount of food i mean ridiculous like what all uh, two number ones. Um, also, uh... What is that, the Big Mac? Uh, I'm not sure what the number one is. It might be the Quarter Pounder. Okay. It might be the Big Mac. I'm not sure. Quarter Pounder is number two. Okay. I ordered that today. So, two number ones, um, a shake, and, uh, uh, one of the apple pies, I believe. For one person, that's a lot. With two Diet Cokes... Ironically. <laughs> Actually, no, I heard Dr. Pepper yelled out. Well, maybe she's getting it for somebody else. I doubt it. I don't, really don't think so. So I'm standing there, not moving, staring, watching her order her food, 
with the most disgusted look on my face. What does she do in return? Uh, well, at first she was she was ordering through the window, so she wasn't looking my way. I was just sitting there trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> so you stopped there while she's ordering at the fast food. So she turns her head after done ordering and looks at me and sees the look on my face, lowers her head in shame and drives away up to the uh, up to the next window. <laughs> just totally feeling terrible about herself and what she's doing to herself. Oh, boy. Now, is it wrong to stare at uh, obese people? You know, I I didn't even mean to do it. I was just in so much shock. That's what I was, like, that was just what I was doing. I didn't even really recognize that I was doing that to her or, you know, that she would even be able to see me. Right. Because I'm thinking whenever you see these people at the mall, is it wrong to just go ahead and point and laugh? (laughs) Because I'm a big dude, but I'm not like that. No, I, mean, I was really, really, but I almost hit three, three bills at one point. Mm-hmm. But, and it is an addiction, and it's a tough addiction because it's, it's a food, it's, it's necessary. You have to have food to live. Mm-hmm. But it's also too so amazingly just about choice. You make the decision, just like with alcohol. You make the decision as to whether or not you're going to take it in. Yeah, you, so I don't, you decide how much and uh, what what lengths you're going to go to when you uh, eat. Boy, oh boy. And you got this going on in your family. My mom is humongous, too. And I know she's going to die of some sort of heart problem. Oh, yeah. And I keep telling her, but she's like, what? What am I going to do? I'm nearly 50. Do you want me to exercise? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to have you around for another 25-plus years, if nothing else. Really? Well, because my little brothers mm. are still in high school, middle school. And you don't have to pay for them? Yeah. Yeah, because need... then you're going to have to take them in. Which I wouldn't mind. I would definitely do. I would. If I had to take him a in, I would never be able to have anything. That's your niece, though. It's different. And trust me, you're going to outlive her. Oh, yeah. After looking at that picture of your niece, seven yeah. years old, well over 100 pounds... You'll outlive Would her. you yell at your sister, say say if your uh, niece died like in a week from like heart problems? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yell at her right now. What, what, so she just says it's not her fault? Well, if I don't feed her, she'll yell. How fat is the mother? Um, She keeps on getting bigger and bigger, too. I She has to be up to 230 right now. And how tall is she? Um, She's fairly tall, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, but she's 230. That's yeah. like, that's the size of a... Uh, like Emmett Smith is 205 at like at mm-hmm. that height, and he's ripped muscle. Is she interested in fighting? Because she might. I know the UFC is looking for some new heavyweights. She is one mean bitch. She will swing on you, no problem. Who would, uh, the, who would win in a fight, you or your sister? I'd knock that bitch out. I almost did the last time I spent the holidays at home. Why? She, well, I, she, she was fighting with my mom at the time. Uh, she was uh, fighting over something, and she refused to come over to my grandma's to have dinner with the rest of the family. Uh, why is she turning down dinner? Well, she was just going to sit there and have her own food. So I walked she, over there. She's going to bring over her own Whataburger. So I walked over there and just to kind of smooth stuff over so they, they that she'll come over and not embarrass everybody because she's, you know, a, a big drama queen. I go over there, I'm like, just... Worry about it afterwards. Come over, put your smile on, and hang out with the rest of the family. All the aunts and uncles and everything were over there, and uh, I just didn't want to be 
even more embarrassed by what was going on. Right. So she starts flipping out at me and smacks me across the face. She hit you? Yeah, this was two years ago. I think I, I, I when I came back, I told the story. She smacked me across the face with her big, meaty bear claws. I, I just stabbed her uh, and then uh, poured the gravy on the uh, turkey dinner. I, I pulled my fist back like I was going to punch her, and I was this close to doing it. Why didn't you just hit her? What'd she do after um after she hit you? Did she apologize? She did end up apologizing later, but when I pulled my fist back, she crouched down in the corner. Isn't that a degrading feeling to get smacked in the face yeah, by a woman? That's the thing. By anybody. Especially a woman. No, well, just when a dude hits you, what come that's here, not degrading? Here. No, here, because, dish, no, because when a dude hits you, you can hit him back. Dude, come here. I want I want to know what feeling goes through your head when someone smacks you. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna smack you hard. I just want to know. The immediate feeling. So come no, here. I don't like my face getting touched. Tommy, go do it. I don't like Tommy. My, I don't like my face getting touched. It's all right. It's a it's a experiment. You can, you can hit me in the arm. It's an experiment. Let's do it. Go ahead, hit him. Come on. Dushil's gonna come in here. I want to know what goes through his head when someone smacks him in the face because it is one of the most infuriating things ever. How did you not pummel her, man? It took every ounce of me to not. You think it's worse getting? You think it's worse getting smacked or like close fisted in the face? Which one do you think is uh, more embarrassing or angering? Oh, hold on, here Doug's right. about to hit douche trail. Now we're gonna see what his reaction is. <laughs> that makes me angry. What 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 makes you angry about it? I feel like I don't know, like a bitch. Isolate. That. Good. Get that. It is. It, it is one of the worst things ever. I don't. And I didn't even smack him hard. I don't even believe in hitting women, but I'd have punched your sister. I think you can hit your sister and uh, and and be right in your head about it. Yeah. How? By the way, how old were you guys when this happened? Uh, it was two years ago, so I was 23. <laughs> she was 24. You maniacs! It is it's just the it's biggest run, run, trash. It's run, Ronnie, run in Fowlerville. Do you remember uh, the Collins last year? We stayed uh, during the the Christmas holiday, and Dubs went to Michigan. And Dubs, you can tell when he gets angry because he just gets really, really silent. And we were trying to have Collins with him, and we're like, "So how's it going? Hey, it, yeah, it's going good. So what are you doing? I'm trying to get out of here and go see some friends because I'm going crazy." <laughs> And it was just, you could tell the anger in his voice. I mean, like, legitimate anger. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad. I I guess I I always kind of wished that I had had uh, brothers and sisters my age. But now, looking back on it, I guess I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, they're the worst. Especially when they're psychotic. Tommy, you're an only child, right? Yeah. Uh, Did you ever wish you needed a, uh, or had a brother or sister? Hell no. I wanted a brother, just someone to play with. No, it never never works like that. You never get along. Chunks, tell us about your fat sister. Uh, She's not really that fat. We're never never really that close. She's uh, about nine years older than me. Because she's so fat. Oh, see, that's, yeah, that's the way I am with my little brothers. I'm like 12, 13 years older than them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like I got a real connection. Yeah, I'm 11 years older than my little brother. Yeah, see, and then at that point, you're like an uncle mm-hmm. or a cousin. Yeah, you have no real connection to the whole process. I'm the youngest of three brothers, and you guys didn't really miss out on much. Uh, get your ass kicked a lot. I See, I'd want to be the older brother so I could beat up the kid. 
But as the youngest, you can run to mom, and they always take your side. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the older ones get their ass kicked. And then they kick your ass again, and but it's a full it, circle. But the whole thing, too, though, if you're a younger brother, you're going to be tough. Because you'd have taken a ton of ass whooping. That's or, right. you, or you're going to be the biggest puss in the world because you were never allowed to uh, build up any confidence and to make yourself tough. Yeah, asexual, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, uh, psychology going on with it, too, because I got to a point where Did I they beat the gay into you. No, they, they didn't. Did. Okay. I got to a point to where I knew that I was physically stronger than my brothers, but mentally I was always afraid to to beat them in a fight. I didn't know what they would do to me. Well, that's the same thing like with your dad, because at some point you know you can kick your dad's ass, but then you're afraid of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even though you could probably physically beat him, you think your dad never wanted to get to that point, so he would probably kill you, just so you wouldn't <laughs> have the satisfaction of being able to beat him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I know my dad, I now, my dad was a tough son of a bitch. And I, and I, he told me about fights that he used to get in after school, literally hours. And the only reason I know it's true is because I knew, like, the, uh, the son of the, of the, the, the guy that my dad fought after school. Whereas literally, they would sit there and fight each other, take a break, and then start kicking each other's asses again. Like, just so hardcore, Mexican style, too. A couple of Mexicans going at it in South Dallas. Scary. Mm-hmm. But, so I know he could whoop an ass. Now I think I could beat him up, but I wouldn't want to, because I think he would kill me, just to prove who's in charge. If you do end up kicking your father's ass, do you end up, like, losing all respect for him? Is it kind of like, no, I yeah. just kicked my father's ass? No, I don't think so. I think you feel bad because you beat up an old man who gave, who helped bring you into the world. I don't think there's anything that could come positively at beating your own dad's ass. What if he raped you? Did he beat his ass then? You're, or, ge- you're a genius. You found the only way where it's okay. <laughs> and I'd leave it to you to leave it to go to child molestation. After you kick his ass, do you take his Not woman? child. I'm saying when after you've been like what, 21, 22. What's wrong with you? You're so uncomfortable, douche child. Did you hear what he said? No. After you kick his ass, do you take his woman? It's your mom. Maniac. Well, that's that's the privilege you get at kicking someone's ass. Hey, Dubs, let's do the hideout headline game show right now. Call up, be a winner. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Be somebody. Call in and win. Static X tickets for this Friday night. Universal uh, passes for the uh, holiday uh, celebrations going on over there. Also, too, we got some games for Nintendo DS. And uh, also the Xbox 360. Be a winner next. And the hideout of Real Radio 104.1. Welcome to the Headlines Game Show. Time to see what I miss you, you know. Can you walk the smart guy talk or are you livestock? Try open your eyes Mo. and see what you can find. You might just win a prize. No. Is the trick? Are uh, you sheep falling asleep on your feet? Headlines Game Show. No. Greatest open ever. Headlines Game Show. Mo. Yeah. All right, be a winner right now at the Hideout Headline Game Show, 407-916-1041, By the way, real fast about Putin. Anyone who's seen Chronicles of Narnia, and I think it's Tomas or something like that, kind of the one of the, the first characters you meet in Narnia, the dude looks just like Putin. I couldn't even concentrate. Really? It's like half man, half elk. 
Uh, I thought you were going to say half man, half oh, fruit. Oh, t- Tumnus. Tumnus, yeah. That guy looked is the spitting image of Putin. I didn't see it. I read the book. Yeah, that's who it is, though. All right, let's... Uh, World National Local Sports Entertainment. Who's hosting the uh, game show tonight? That would be me. All right, here we go. <laughs> Stephanie Casselberry, you're first up. You want World National Local Sports or Entertainment? Uh, how about National? Here's National with Douche Chilled the Rome. National today is true or false. Governor Jeb Bush signed legislation today to pay $2 million to Wilton Dedge, a 44-year-old Brevard County man who spent half his life in prison for a crime he did not do. That's national, not local? It's national. True. That is correct. That seems more like a local You know what? Story. Then we'll use that as local. I have another national one, just in case something like this were to happen. I came prepared. <laughs> Congratulations. Hold on, Stephanie. You're the biggest dumbass in the world. And what did he... Uh, give me the the, head, the uh, details of the story. Uh, Bush signed the bill without comment, uh, making final the compensation package approved overwhelmingly last week by the House and Senate during a special session. Uh, Dedge is just happy to have it over with. Uh, but, no, but what did he get? For what? Well, he got $2 million for... Uh, he uh, spent his life in prison for a crime he didn't do. Half his life in prison, I'm sorry. How many years? 20-something. 20 20-something 20 years, $2 million, tax-free? I'm sure it's taxes out of it. Can't be. They're giving him the money. You don't have to pay taxes on that. Not in some you're awarded. Especially that, from the state. That that might not be a bad deal, 20-something years. how many? A lot of people don't ever make that much money in their life. That's what I'm thinking. You get to hang out, work out, read. Yeah, it's Make all friends. good until the shower rape. Shower rape is not as common as people think. It happens. At your place. With uh, your new friends from Walmart. Eric, you're next up in the hideout. You want world, local, sports, or entertainment? They want it. Go ahead, Eric. What do you got, buddy? All right, Eric. Oh, well, it took you too long, dude. I go right to Get off speakerphone and get on the, get on the horn. I'm sorry, Eric. John in Orlando, you're next up. World National Local Sports or Entertainment? Uh, I'll take National. All right, here's, all right, we'll go with the actual real National this time. National is going to be multiple choice. A family in New York displayed what kind of Santa? Wasn't it a, an aroused Santa, a sleazy Santa, a naked Santa, a bloody Santa, or a tranny Santa? Please be tranny. Yeah, I know, right? What, what, what was it, John? I'm a transsexual. I would say probably a bloody Santa. That is correct. Bloody Santa. Congratulations, you're a winner. So what, like they beat that up? That goes with the uh, trans Santa. It's a really bizarre thing. You've got this Santa, and uh, he's he's uh, yielding a knife, wielding a knife, and he's got like beheaded Barbie dolls with him, and there's like blood gushing from the eyes. And oh, like, I heard about this. Real bizarre. Just trying to be a smartass. The whole family did it is what's weird, even with their daughter. Well, good. That's family bonding time. Yeah. Some people play uh, board games. Other people create demonic um, nativity scenes. God forbid a family has some time together. Toasty stuff. You're in the Hideout Row Radio in Orlando. You want world sports or entertainment? I'll take world. Here's world news with Douche Chilled the Rhone. World is going to be fill in the blank. What animal is considered the biggest threat to Zimbabweans? If this is some racist joke, I'm going to be uh, overly pissed. Right. Go ahead, Deuce Chill. No, it's, it's multiple choice. It's fill in the blank. What animal is considered to be the biggest threat to Zimbabweans? What do you think, uh, toasty stuff? Um, 
Can I get like mammals, insects? <laughs> what, what is it? A mammal, what, give an insect? Him, give him a hint. The hint's going to give it away. Uh, I'm guessing it's a reptile. All right. Well, I don't know then. What, a reptile. What's the frogs. biggest? Frog. Uh, uh, frogs. Is it frogs? Do you know, sir? Do you know what Zimbabweans are? Uh, no. I thought isn't it a country? Yeah. He said frogs. Okay. No, that's incorrect. What is, what is it? it? Crocodiles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Crocs. Since when are frogs killing people? You never know. They're, they have a poisonous ones. You ever get a frog in your throat? No. Because it's got a hog that. in it. Yeah, it's usually a hog. And you know what? Coming in second place, what do you think it was? I don't know what. Elephants. Is that a reptile? No, that's a mammal. I knew that. Is Chunks having a heart attack in there? What's going on over there, dude? What are you doing? The look on his face is frightening. First Fez, now you, Miss Chunks. <laughs> Miss Soundboard Chunks. <laughs> What's going on there? What's wrong? I don't know. I'm just, I... Are you all right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're just seeing if you're having a heart attack, dude. Let us know if you're having one so you're we can laugh. You're all slumped over and mouth <laughs> hanging open. That's just normal. All right, he's just sitting there listening. That's what that was. Don't scare me. <laughs> William and Rock Ledge, you're next up in the hideout. Sports or entertainment? Entertainment sounds good. All right, entertainment is great. Here's Deuce right. Chill. Entertainment is multiple choice. A California man faces up to how many years in prison for unlawfully posting... <laughs> it's like watching a reality show through the screen. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I want to give Chunks a reality show. I think it would be a hit. He's not even doing anything. He's just typing, and I'm laughing my ass off. Yeah, he's so entertaining. William, I'm going to start that one over for you. <laughs> Sounds good. A California man faces up to how many years in prison for unlawfully posting a copy of Star Wars 3, The Revenge of the Sith, on the Internet the night before the film appeared in theaters? Two years, three years, four years, or five years? Two years. I'm sorry, sir, that is incorrect. How many Actually, years? Three. Up to three years. So technically the guy might have been right anyway. What the hell? Well, it said up to three years, but two years might not have been wrong. All right, that guy served 22 years for a rape he didn't commit. Uh, do the math. That's nine, about ninety-one thousand dollars a year that he's getting. Not now bad. I want to know what he did for a living beforehand. Cause it seems to me he's getting off pretty good. If he did do it, it's one dollar a pump. Stop. What the hell is wrong with you? That is so off. Hmm. That is seriously. Give it. Hurry up and give it. Shock jock. Yeah. Again. Shock jock. What the hell? What? Stop. You're just so. That was so wrong. Animal. Bob and Winter Haven here in the hideout on Road Radio. Uh, Bob, you love for sports, okay? Uh, Alright. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed for you, Dubs. Why? Alright, here we go. Sports today is going to be fill in the blank. What NBA player has the leading jersey sales in the NBA? LeBron uh, James. Sorry, that is incorrect. It's not LeBron? Now, if you guys are interested, I have the top ten leading uh, jersey sales, if you'd like to guess, or if you want to take calls on it. I have the top ten. All right, I'm going to say number... I would have so figured number one was LeBron James. That's on the list. You want to know where it is? Yeah, where's LeBron? LeBron James is number three. Hmm, so there's two ahead of LeBron. All right, is Dirk Nowitzki in the top ten? No, he's not. Iverson? Are there any white guys in the top ten? Iverson is number two. Any... Kobe... Is Kobe number one? Kobe is number five. Are there any white guys on the list? Uh, it's not looking that way. No. Dirk's not even in the top ten? I'm trying to think. Who, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is number one. Hot damn. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is not on the list. We need to read you the rest of them. Hold on. I like guessing. 
Stefan Marbury. Stefan Marbury is four. Do you have to, you have the list in front of you? No, I'm guessing because I know I know the NBA. Any magic on there? I doubt there's any magic on no, there. No, but there is a, a quick hint for you. There's a couple of X magic on the list. <laughs> of course. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He's number six. And who would be another good? Uh, oh, uh, T Mac. Tracy McGrady is seven. All right, how many am I missing now? You're missing eight, nine, and ten. Eight, nine, and ten. The bottom three. All right, let me think. Um, Bibby. Bibby is not on the list. No Bibby. Duncan. Tim Duncan is number nine. I'm very, I'm, I'm very good at this. Ben Wallace really isn't in the top ten. No. Are there any Chicago Bulls? Probably not. Jason Kidd. Nope. Uh, one of them is a very young guy. I think he might have came out the same year as LeBron. Mello. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is eighth. And yeah. number ten is a Florida guy. Originally. Marquise Daniels. Nope. Oh, Amari Stoudemire. Nope. Very good slam dunker. Vince Carter. Vince Carter's number 10. I think I did pretty good on that. Not bad. I wouldn't be able to get that many. All right, I want the top 10 jerseys for baseball and football. See if you can find those chunks. All right, quick break. We'll come back. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. What do you think the top football jersey is? Right now, it has to be Peyton. More than anybody else, you think it's Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah, definitely. Baseball? Hmm. I'm a. Uh, I wouldn't know that one. It's probably a Yankee. Yeah, it has to be. Maybe Derek Jeter. The only thing about those though is that a lot of times the Yankee ones they don't have their names on the back. Anytime it has a name on the back of Yankee, it's not an authentic, because the Yankees don't put their names on the back of the jersey. Quick break. We'll come back. More of your phone calls. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Yeah. Sorry, Miss F.A. Oh, hi, miss him. By the way, uh, we have Gibbs coming in next semester for an internship. It's not actually necessary. We are looking for one more person. Um, you got to wow us, though. We've survived with just one, but we, we'd like to. If you want to intern for the hideout, you have to get to Chunks, meet with Chunks this week. So uh, you can call for information or even email Chunks, chunks at WTKS.com. It is the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Dubs, the story we were going to get to uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, but ended up getting sidetracked, was about this guy in Tampa. I guess he's a former police officer, Ernesto Hedges, convicted of molestation. However, he's getting a second chance in court because the judge decided that his lawyers had horrifying conduct. His lawyers, horrifying conduct. Um, he was accused of molesting two nine-year-old girls during a family gathering mm-hmm. and had to, is facing uh, the rest of his life in prison. However, they say the defense team was ill-prepared because one attorney was known as the traffic ticket king of Tampa, and he had never tried a sex abuse case. Yeah, he's uh, he was a little in over his head, I guess. But it, it seems like some of the mistakes he made in here are stuff that are almost you know givens when you're a uh, when you're trying to defend a uh, client of any kind. He took no depositions, hired no experts, and had no idea Hedges uh, faced mandatory prison sentence at 25 until it was announced in court. 
Wait, what? Life? Wow. Ugh. Sorry, buddy. All right, during the trial, the attorney said it happened. And I think what you really meant to say, it allegedly happened or allegations took place. So he ended up saying it happened. Yeah, he ended up saying <laughs> he did it. Hey, when he did this, in his opening statement, um, he was saying whether or not uh, uh, the officer had any bad intent. And he told the jurors, maybe, probably, most probably, and who knows. <laughs> so that's his defense. That's his opening statements. When you hear that coming out of your attorney's mouth, what's going through your head then? Right, what could have been a worse uh, defense? I don't know, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the girls look 14. Come on. Maybe she was 12, but looked 14. Mm-hmm. I, that's not going to help anything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury... If he's guilty of anything, it's guilty of being horny, and that is not a crime. <laughs> that would be like a worse defense than what was going on here. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Have you ever been horny, ladies and gentlemen? Then Let- you cannot convict. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, they wanted it. <laughs> Look at them. Look at their faces. You know they wanted it. Dirty, dirty girls. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, tell me you wouldn't. Look at Honestly. him. Honestly. <laughs> He's a sexy looking dude. Look at him. Tell me you wouldn't. I just can't believe. And what, that has to be like one of your worst nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Of you're there, you're facing life in prison, and all you get is the traffic ticket king of Tampa. And this guy was a cop. He should know what guys are good to go with and what not, you know? You'd think he would have built up some kind of relationship with some kind of uh, uh, lawyer. Only the traffic ticket king for me. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, 12 is like 18. Kinda. It's close. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what happened here is kind of, uh, it's an acquired taste like veal. Um... Have you ever been to court, Dubs? I've almost been there. I've almost had to uh, get uh, get some representation for myself. What'd you do? What do you not want to talk about? Yeah, it was a little thing. And just a little obstruction of justice that really got blown out of proportion. All right, so no big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was just a minor obstruction of justice uh, case brought against me. Chris in Mount Dora, you're in the hideout. We got Chris. Hey, you know, this attorney could have used the OJ plea, which is, uh, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. All right, but that's in a whole different way if we're talking about children. That's And ask him. It didn't. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask him. I, see, and that's where it's just really wrong if that's what the uh, attorney's saying. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. That's so wrong. He's asking for actually... Pictures that are naughty best to prove a point. Right. Oh man, that's got that that would be like the worst thing. Just going to court and not knowing whether or not you're gonna spend the rest of your life in jail and then that's your attorney. Yeah, that's the guy that you're putting all your trust in. And he didn't even fire him on the first day. 
Yeah, I would have fired him after immediately. Hey, let me ask you something. Out of everybody here in the hideout, who would you want, saying we all had legal backgrounds, just knowing what you know of all our personalities, who would you want as your defense attorney? I take chunks. Over me? Mm. I know he would work his ass off for it. You would take chunks over me? Mm. You sleep too much. That is true, man. I cannot stay awake for anything. I wouldn't want... Could you imagine Chunks' opening statement? <laughs> or Chunks trying to uh, talk to the... Uh, the... It, would be, it would be just like the SNL uh, unfrozen caveman lawyer. No, it wouldn't. I'd say, hey, this dude didn't do it. All right? This Nothing game's said. a lion. That's right, dumb broad. <laughs> I, that's not going to help you get over. That's confidence, man. I don't really, care what that is. A jury likes to see confidence. They'd like to see a suit, too, every once in a while. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Suit, I wouldn't have a suit on. That'd be too much work. Could you at least bring in some closed-toed shoes? Mm. Maybe. Maybe one of those sandals that kind of looks like a shoe. That's what I'd do. The ones with uh, the closed toes but nothing on the back? Yeah. As exactly. long as you don't have to wear socks. I have those big Flintstone feet of yours. Hey, I'd get you guys off. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with How you? How do you mean like that? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, let, let, let me think about this. I think that I would rather represent myself than have any of you guys. Why? Because you're too selfish to care about anybody else. No. Dubs, I know, would just get up I there to run a bit. everything <laughs> about the... Uh, Opposition and destroy them. I, I would call you up to the stand and start badgering you. Whose side are you on? Just go with it, man. Go with the bit. Go with the bit. We're not running. We're not skitting, dude. This is my life. You're going to be going to jail forever. Wah, wah. Would you rather spend life in jail or would you rather die? Die. I say, I want to live. I'll Give me forever in jail. Give me some cables and books and working out. What kind of life is that, though? You have no future. You can educate yourself. For what? For what purpose are you educating yourself? You can work your way. You can work your way up the ranks in the prison. Ooh! And you can be their leader. Yay! I'm really looking forward to that. I would do nothing but read constantly and like be in a different world while reading. Even when the guys were uh, having their way with you. <laughs> like, just give me a book. And you can do whatever you want to me. Dude, I'm in a different world. It doesn't happen. The ass rape doesn't happen nearly as much as you think. All right. Unless you're the guy it's happening to. <laughs> I think it's more common in fraternities than in jail. That's a ridiculous statement. What do you mean ridiculous? You don't hear that much ass rape going on in frats. Because in the frats, the guys want it. It's not rape. <laughs> All right. What the hell is this? This bitch named Yari... Sends me something on MySpace that says, no more Putin equals sadness. Hey, Heffy, sorry, but I'm having Mikey Appel withdrawals on the hideout. Aw. My dream of the hideout with Putin, El Jefe, and the Dove is now dead and gone. Why don't you just go go to the local uh, supermarket, grab yourself a pear, and look at it longingly, and then bite it. If Dubs ever gets uh, you both fired, will you put in a good word for him to take your time slot? Yes. Will do. Without a doubt. Why would I get us fired? You know it's you. Why? Every time it's you. 
Every time we get fired, it's your fault. It's never my fault. You're always right there doing the same exact thing. Mike New Smyrna, you're in the High Down Road Radio. What you got, Mike? Yeah, hey man. Um, you know, I was, I was just sitting here thinking about this uh, whole deal, and I was thinking, you know, this guy. It's terrible that he got dubious uh, legal representation, you know, from this this traffic ticket king, but. You know, on the positive side, they could have averted a uh, Jessica Lunsford incident. I mean, the guy, you know, could have gotten away with who, who knows what. I mean, two nine-year-olds, you know, molesting two nine-year-olds, that's uh, that's no... Well, you know. I mean, no, here, I'm with you on that. I mean, you are, but you are innocent until proven guilty, and supposedly here in America, you're supposed to be able to... Well, you're not getting the best representation. You're just really a loud representation. But even the judge was like, dude, you so half-assed it. Yeah, whenever, whenever a judge says that, says, hey, I can't even do this with a clear conscience. Yeah, when when you're not even throwing around the words of allegedly and uh, when it happened instead, yeah. you know, that's just, it doesn't seem quite right. But you know what, totally agreed, but these are his uh, nieces, right, that are yeah. pointing them out in mm-hmm. court of law. So let's not miss the point. I mean, you know, yeah, okay, let the guy have another trial, but uh, when they point at him in the courtroom, I mean, still, again, you, you're talking well, about Well, definitely, I'm not, I'm not defending this guy at all. I'm just saying that uh, whoever the traffic uh, the traffic King. King, whatever, he should uh, never be allowed in a courtroom again. And isn't the whole thing, too, Mike, that you want a trial in the up and up so that he doesn't end up getting off later on a technicality through appeals and stuff? Well, that crossed my mind, too. I was wondering if actually that was part of the, you know... That, I think that would probably deal. be part of it. Yeah, that's probably why the judge is like, hey, let's go ahead and do this right so this guy can't get off on the uh, technicality. Hey, thank you, Mike. Appreciate the phone call, buddy. Yeah, good show, guys. You're right. Genius. That guy is a genius. Just mainly because of his last comment. Mm-hmm. All right, Dubs, we'll take a break and come back here. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Oh, you found the top NFL jerseys? All right, what is it, top 10? I actually have 25. Right, well, let's Ooh, just do top yeah, 10. Let's do top 10. Yeah. That's how I figured. Actually, do you want to do top five, give out some prizes? Do we have any more prizes left? Yes, we do. All right, thank you, Deuce Joe. All right, how about this? If you, I'm glad we do. If you can knock out the top five selling NFL jerseys, you can be a winner. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Do you want to do it as like kind of a uh, a stack to five thing, where uh, we go through, people are guessing, they get to guess as many as they want, but once they get one wrong, we move on, and. Uh, until someone gets the final one that we're missing? I don't know. It seems complicated. Maybe I'm all caffeined up and I'm not understanding what you're saying. Basically, we take a phone call, the first phone call. He names off, say, Peyton Manning. If Peyton Manning's on the top ten, or in top five, he gets to pick again. Uh, oh, for two prizes? No. And whoever gets the final one gets the prize. Nah, we'll just give everybody a prize if they can get it right. Okay. Four zero seven nine one six one zero. All right, you know what? Fine, I'm gonna try it your way. It's now like, you're coming around. It's like the king in here. Quick break. We'll come back. It's a hideout. Real radio. One hundred four point one. All right, I'm missing. I, I people had all these uh, jokes for the story we just did about the guy in Tampa. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, I mean, two nine-year-olds together, that's 18. That's from Alex PCS. He's right. 
technically, but I don't think that's the way it works. Uh, it is the hideout. I am Al Hathaway. That is J-Dubs. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Uh, all right, Dubs, your stack thing, I finally, it was explained to, to me during the break. It just seems mm-hmm. like it would take too long. That's oh, the really? problem with it, I think. So we're just going to guess whoever gets the top five. Whoever can get uh, someone who's in the top five as far as the jerseys go. Okay. Will be a winner. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Because Deuce Cho had the top ten selling basketball jerseys, and I think I got six out of the ten just off my own, maybe even seven. Mm-hmm. Dubs, do you want to take a shot at the top five? Uh, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but let me guess and see if I can get the number one. I, I guessed earlier Peyton Manning. Is Peyton Manning number one? No, sir, he is not. Is he on the top five? No, sir, he is not. Wow. Can I make one guess? All right, Steven, so Peyton Manning was not. That kind of gives you, so we'll give you another guess. Where do you want to go with, Steven? Uh, uh, I don't know. Name um, a football player. Hold on. Uh, All right, no. He's trying to look it up. Mm-hmm. Googling. Andrew in Orlando, what you got? Uh, is it Donovan McNabb? Is he in the top five? Donovan McNabb is number four. Really? He's not even playing anymore. All right, hold on. You're a winner, dude. Congratulations. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Now, how about, uh, can I make another guess? If you want to, that's fine. LT? Ladainly, I wouldn't figure he's in the top five. No, he's not. Wow. I think Danny in Orlando is going to be a winner. What do you got, Danny? Uh, Terrell Owens or Ben Roethlisberger. All right, hold on. You can Which only one? have one. Which one do you want to go with? Um, Ben Roethlisberger. You're, nope. You're a Steelers fan, aren't you? I am. You went with your heart over your... Uh, I did. Yeah, don't be stupid. Thank you, Danny. Luke and Avito, what you got? Uh, Terrell Owens. All right, he's going to go with Terrell Owens. Number five. I yeah, I would have to say. Thank and you. So uh, we have McNabb at number four and T.O. at number five. I think Jim's going to be a winner, too. Jim on I-95, you're in the hideout. What you got, buddy? Yeah, I'm thinking Michael Vick. Michael Vick, number two. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Ron Mexico, checking in at number two. Number one's going to be difficult. I probably wouldn't have guessed this one. Emmett Smith. He doesn't play anymore. Troy Aikman. Nope. Jimmy Smith. No. Brian Erlacher. No. Brian Peppers. Erlacher's All right, just because you hear Brian doesn't mean you can start throwing out the peppers. He's my friend on MySpace. <laughs> he's uh, he's your top eight. All right, let's go to uh, Randy who's on the turnpike. Uh, these are the top five selling football jerseys. What do you got, Randy? All right, let me think. Uh, let's go with Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. The boss. No. Not in the top five. I think anybody that uh, really likes the boss will have his jersey by now. Yeah, he's been around for a bit. Mm. All right, so what did we miss, number one and number three? Yeah. Yep. I got uh, another guess. Who do you got? Fred Taylor. No. What's wrong with you? How about Randy Moss? Nope. Ooh. Not in the top five. Uh, I was thinking he might be number three. All right, Nathan in Orlando, what's your guess? Uh, did, did you get a, anybody guess Ladanian Thomason yet? Yes, I did. Dubs threw it out there. there. He's not. Uh, out what there. about uh, Sean Alexander? No, you only get one. No, no what about Sean Alexander? Alexander? He's not on there anyway. Yeah, see, the, you got to think larger market or just ultra superstar. That's why LT and Sean Alexander wouldn't be in there. I thought LT just because he's nationally loved. LT is actually 16th. No, see, yeah, he's in San Diego, though. I think that's a problem. Alex Smith. 
Uh, nope. I was listening to JT the Brick last night, and apparently That's Alex funny. Smith's... Yeah, it's an awful show. But Alex Smith's hands are too small to grip the ball. Oh, really? For the uh, NFL ball? Yeah. They didn't check that out before... Uh... That's what the Brick was going off about. All right, Joe and Coco, you're next up. What do you got, my friend? How about uh, Brady? Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Number three. All right, you're Tom a winner. Brady. Hold on. So number one is the only one left, and this one's going to be hard, so later on if you guys want me to start giving out hints, just let me know. Brett Favre. Is that it? Yep. That wasn't hard. Why would you say Brett Favre was hard? Because, I mean, you wouldn't think. Even I got that one. I don't like Isolate other... that, too. <laughs> what? What did I say? Nothing. You know a surprising number to me? Uh, just looking at the list, Ass. try and guess what number six is. I would have never guessed this just because I didn't think he was that big of a player. Brian Leftwich. No. He, it, I'll give you a hint at the team he plays for. you just call him Brian? His name is Byron. Yeah. Sorry. He plays on the Redskins. Mark Burnell. Uh, LeVar Harrington. Yeah. But I wouldn't think that'd be number six. It's all the hype. Dude, the hype around LeVar is insane. Mm-hmm. You want me just to give you the rest of the top ten? Yeah, sure. Rounds it out. Uh, number seven, uh, number seven, Ben Roethlisberger. I can't believe that. You know, I'm. Look, I love Stedman. I love Cabin Boy, and I love the Soul Brother. But I hate Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Mm, the fans, I can see. I I kind of like the team. And I can dig the team. It's just, I, you know, enough already. You're not the that good. Cow. You're not that good, and last year was so a fluke, and you had your chance. Uh, they're still a good team. They just weren't as good as uh, advertised. No. Height. Overheight. I'll agree with that. But I still like the team. I love I'm, those. I'm, I'm ready for the bus to just uh, hang up his tires. <laughs> I love those boys, but please, enough already. <laughs> Number eight is uh, Erlacher. By the way, go Mavericks. So, Dubs guessed it, but it just wasn't in the top five. Nine. Uh, Ray Lewis. Nice. And ten for Hefe. Try and guess. Roy Williams. Yep. Number ten. I, I thought maybe Bledsoe made a push. No, I know Roy Williams, uh, the 31 Cowboy jersey is very popular. I like that. I love the, just like, even the, the odd stuff when it comes to sports. Is there a line on the top 25? Hold on, um, let me guess. If there is a lion, it is more than likely Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. Yep. The other Roy Williams. There are no lions in the top 25. Well, you can't really blame it. You know, it's uh, not really the team to buy right now. Come on, everybody wants a uh, Bryson jersey <laughs> or a R2 Spinner. <laughs> Crappy team. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and come back. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. I think DetroitLions.com has a uh, closeout on Mariucci bobbleheads, which I should go pick up. That and pretty soon also the uh, Arrington, Levar, or Harrington yeah. jerseys. That old uh, Honolulu blue number three. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hey, Dubs. Yeah. NBC unveils Sunday night football plans. Oh, really? Nine months before it takes over the uh, Sunday night NFL football game from ESPN, they're making the... Uh... NBC's doing it or ABC? No, uh, NBC. That's what it says on Yahoo. Wow. Football night in America. I don't like that. I don't like the name. 
That's just badass that it's going to be on broadcast television mm-hmm. as opposed to cable. Bob Costas um, is going to be part of it. I think maybe I can't. I wouldn't think he'd be calling the games. Maybe he'll do some kind of extra work. All right, you know what? Madden is the on-air analyst. Collinsworth in studio analyst. No play-by-play announcer has been picked. Who would you want for a play-by-play on that? Al Michaels? Keep the team together? Here's who I'd want. Hideout, you're on the air. How are you doing tonight? That's who I think should be doing it. Sir Gary the Prophet. What's in the news, Sir Gary? Well, um, they, um, a black guy. Oh, I want a black guy, uh, John Tirico. That's who I want doing the NBC. What happened? How do they always find the whitest black guys to do that? be good, good uh, broadcaster, too. Yep. What's going on, Sir Gary? Uh, just enjoying one wonderful program tonight, Barry Tanning. Before we wish y'all Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, aren't you the sweetest guy on earth? So I hope Santa Claus brings you everything you need. Yeah, last year he forgot about me, but that's because I was really bad. This what? year, I'm thinking I'm getting an iPod Nano from Santa. Yes, what would you uh, like from Santa? Uh, it's just a radio and had it tuned to 104.1. Oh, isn't that nonstop? Not? Yes, sir. I hope he doesn't bring you a satellite radio. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's, what's going on, Sir Gary? Anything else in the news, Sir Gary? Uh, I can't think of anything else. All right, there we go, Sir you Gary. Know, back to Church of Miller Street, Willow Garden, we're going to give Brett's past. I'll be there this coming Sunday morning at 1030. I will talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, you notice he didn't do a story. He just said a black guy. Yeah. We threw him off track too early. And then he couldn't think of anything else. I love Zagari. Hey, check your email. There's a, an interesting photo that we all received. Really? Yeah, it, it actually has to deal with you, and I'm kind of ashamed to say that I know you now. Me? No, no me. Dubs. Hold on a second. Don't look. Although oh, somehow no, look. I blame Hefe in all of this. I don't know why. I didn't do anything. I blame you. Oh, my God. Let me see. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. But yeah, NBC taking over Sunday Night Football. I just don't even remember that being announced. I'm very excited though for some reason. And the other big news too was uh oh. All right, this is a Brian Pepper sighting, apparently involving J Dubs in a Walmart. See, why do we have the slowest computers in the on-air studio? That makes no sense. I know we can't have drinks in the on-air studio. Maybe we could have a computer that works. That'd be really nice. Since we're trying to do a show, but we got to wait for things to open. It's 2005. It's about to be 2006. Well, you know, it has to dial back up and uh, reconnect. All right, we're going to take a break and come back and hopefully see what this is. Actually, the dial-up in here is on a rotary phone. So it may take a little longer. I got it back here if you want to come see it. All right, go show dubs then. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Stupid-ass computers. Hey, when we get back, let's talk about... um. Man, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know what direction to go in. I did think it was interesting... Oh... That the president came out and pretty much took responsibility 
for... All right, now mine's just completely frozen. I'm about to punch the screen. I'm going to go see what this stupid thing is. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm going to walk into the other room. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, check out a picture. You ever heard of defrag? Don't make this a gay thing. Yeah, we're not allowed to use initials anymore. Yeah. Right, that is actually a very good picture. Put that up on the website as soon as possible. And maybe we can look at it tomorrow. After it gets unloaded in here. It's getting ridiculous. We're goddamn ridiculous. Quick break, we come back. Oh, please, everyone else says it now. You've got mail. Aw. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. The Hideout Row Radio 104.1, Wednesday night in the Hideout. 407 star one four one on your singular wireless phone. By the way, uh, I guess Doogie Tarantino's birthday's on Sunday. Oh, nice. He's Happy birthday. He's going to be out at the Dancers Royale on Sunday in the afternoon. He told me he loves the buffet over there and just loves to go hang out there on Sundays. If I weren't mm. playing baseball, I'd probably swing over there. Um, all right, Dubs, everyone's going to be talking about this tomorrow, so I figure it's a good chance for the hideout to hit it first. I'd jump on it. Yeah. Um, the president has come out and taken full responsibility for the Bush. This is what he said. Iraq invasion, my responsibility. Huh. Well, no kidding. First of all, you're the president. Of course, it's your responsibility. President Bush said Wednesday the responsibility for invading Iraq, based in part on faulty weapons intelligence, rested solely with him. Taking on the issue of in his most direct and personal terms in the thousand plus days we've been in the uh, war. Do you like that? Do you uh, can you appreciate him coming out and saying that? No, not no? at all. Because uh, you're a little too late. Oh, it's never enough with you. No, it's not. Better late than never. No, I don't think so at all, because who's to say this just isn't part of the grand plan? Here, uh, two year, two plus years later, I'll just go ahead and say, hey, you know what, my bad. That's what it is. My bad. I don't think you overlook anything, but you say, okay, now uh, what are you going to do to fix it? I think it could it be is true that much of the intelligence turned out to be wrong. As president, I'm responsible for the decision to go to war. And then he defended the war. Now, let me ask you, why is he doing it? That's more than anything, why is he doing it now? When he wouldn't do it before. Well, before he could get away with it and uh, people weren't calling him uh, out on it. Now his uh, approval rating's really, really low. Uh, he's uh, you know, he's just completely backed into a corner. And I guarantee it has something to do with the party saying, hey, there's no way we're going to win next year, uh, next uh, term. If you don't come out and start taking some responsibility for this and getting the heat off of the Republicans overall, this is why I don't. This is why I'm not a big believer in what's going on with this whole "Hey, oops, my bad" bit. It's just like the the rapist or the murderer or anybody else who does awful things and then converts and says, "You know what? I'm sorry. Uh, I believe in Jesus and I'm going to heaven." Yeah, I did bad things. Isn't, yeah, but isn't it a little too easy to go out and point out people's mistakes after they've already happened? 
Don't make them. How do you do that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you really look into the intelligence. Maybe France isn't so crazy. Maybe Germany wasn't so crazy. Maybe, you aren't talking about World War II, are you? No, that's different. Okay. Right? Talking about now. Maybe you hang out for a little bit and try to get as much information as possible. It's so easy to say, hey, my bad now. Dude, it's been your bad since the beginning. It's been your bad since before September 11th when you were ironing away to get into Iraq and handpicking and choosing. Yeah, it was wrong. You just you decided what you were going to present to everybody else. I don't know. I don't care that he says now. It, of course it's your responsibility. This blood is on your hands. Definitely. I'm reading an article in the Rolling Stone. about. They actually talked to this guy who was an insurgent. He's fought in a lot of the different wars. Uh, he was like in Somalia. He was in Bosnia. He fought uh, in, against the like for the Muslims on the side uh, of Afghanistan against the Russians. And the reason he became an insurgent or a jihadist, if you will, mm-hmm. is because he saw how the Russians were wiping out his people in Afghanistan. And he saw what was going on, and he thought, you know what, this is wrong. i got to go defend my people. So, And that was because of what the Russians were doing in Afghanistan. Imagine how many more people we are turning now toward the terrorist lifestyle because of what we did in Iraq. Well, we'll just go kill them, too. Well, no, that's not how it works. Really? You're not, I thought that's what we've been sold on. You don't win this war with might. In fact, eventually he goes back to his home country, and the king's trying to talk him out of uh, doing the terrorist stuff. And so you know his way of talking him out of it. You know what? Let me give you something. Will you, could you stop being a terrorist if I gave you a wife and some money or a wife and, some, and a job? Mm-hmm. If you had a job and a wife, do you think you could stop being a maniac terrorist? What do you say? It actually worked out. Oh. That doesn't make sense. What? You don't think... What? What doesn't make sense? Well, then everyone can just claim, all right, I'm going to be a terrorist if you don't do this. No, no, I agree. That's not the way you go about handling it. But I believe terrorists are just like gang members. And these are people who have nothing. They have nothing to live for. They're willing to blow themselves up because they literally have nothing else going on. And and the other thing about it, too, is that they're willing, they're just like with gangs, some kid who's on the streets, doesn't have any family, doesn't have any friends, maybe gets his ass kicked, he goes and he joins a gang because he feels like he needs protection. Now, once he gets into the gang or the terrorist group, they brainwash him. That's what happens. They brainwash him. You find the weak people who you can get just to hang around and listen to your message, and then you turn them with the message. And then they're willing to do whatever. Most of them don't walk in as gung-ho as when they uh, get into it. No, this kid, he talks about when he first went to Afghanistan, he, Afghanistan, he was so scared and didn't want to be there. And was like, I just want to go home. But eventually he became, became desensitized to the violence. Mm-hmm. And it was just another thing. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Is there anything President Bush could do that would make you respect him more? 
or would make you hate him less? What if he resigned? I don't even think that would really work. No, because he re- what he did, he did. Well, even, even that, he, who he'd resign to is just... Is Cheney. Mm-hmm. So now the puppet master is out there in front. Mm-hmm. Puts his strings down for a few minutes. I just don't know if this cat can really do anything. I mean, I want to. Like, throw out a couple ideas. Like, maybe if Bush did this, would I be happy? Um, what if he actually took a lot of the uh, both sides' ideas, really weighed them, and took the best ones and started implementing them within the war, within trying to uh, get out, actually took a fair... Uh, Here's the thing. I temperature would, of what's going on. I would be happy with that, but then it would piss me off because he didn't do that in the beginning. But he's doing it now, which doesn't make up for what he did in the beginning, but it definitely moves toward a better thing. I guess it would help. But then I would also worry about his sincerity, too. But I guess uh, I it mean, doesn't matter if it's getting done. Mm-hmm. Jerry in Melbourne, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Jerry? F.A., you're killing me, man. <laughs> what's uh, going on? Your your whole outlook on Bush and the war just man, it's it's so far off base. If he did sit back and wait, and they did launch an attack, dude, did they everybody have no would be not only would they be dead, but they would be up his rear end because he didn't do it. Hey hey hey, guess what? He did that already. That was called nine eleven. He let that happen. That happened on his watch. On his okay, that's watch. Fine. That's fine. That's true. Well, then he but shouldn't who, get it. He didn't let it. He, I'm no, I'm sorry. I'll let you talk. But he doesn't get a free pass talking about how he's going to keep us safe. 9-11 happened on his watch. Who on, let it build up to that? He did. No. He had okay. nine months. Clinton. And, wait, Clinton, on his way out, Clinton told him, your biggest challenge in your terms will be Osama bin Laden. You know how oh. many times he had meetings about Osama? By the way, I, I lobbed a missile into a pharmacy. Come on. Clinton didn't do anything. He had meetings. He knew what was going on. Clinton had briefings just about every day on bin Laden. If that is true, though, in 96, didn't Clinton have a chance to get Osama when the Sudan expelled him? And it didn't work out. He couldn't take him out. Yeah, he had a chance, but it didn't happen. But that didn't mean that he gave up tracking Osama bin Laden. The, The times and the conditions for that weren't right. But guess what? 9-11 happened on this president's watch, and I'll never forgive him for that. He had nine months, dude. Nine months to stop that. Get off your ranch. No, you know what? He can't do anything because of 9-11 and this war. I love how people say, well, what if they had attacked us? They couldn't. They, they wouldn't possible. You can what if all day long, but they weren't able to. I mean, you can't go around to every country because there's a possibility that they may attack us because there's a possibility that any country can attack you. This isn't about terrorism, this war. If this were about terrorism, you don't win terrorism like this. You don't win the battle with terrorism with might. You got to begin. It's got to start with ideas. Just like you're not going to win the gang war with more police. Guess what? That doesn't work. That maybe suppresses the problem.
But that's not how you get rid of gangs. Usually you just piss off more people. You attack it the same way. Gangs and terrorists, it's all the same thing. You can't stop gangs with more police. That doesn't happen. Ask the police. They want education. They want police want education and an op- opportunity to stop gangs. Sure, maybe they want more cops on the force to help quell, uh, squash any problems. But it's not going to cure it long term. Chad in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Go ahead, hey, Chad. You, you got to cool it with that. Uh, it's Bush's fault for 9/11. I ain't got cool nothing. It was him. Who was pre- who was president when it happened? Yeah, but if, no, no, no. If, Answer my question. Who was president? Bill. Uh, no, Bill Clinton wasn't president. He hadn't been president for nine months. Uh, Bill Clinton was president when most of the planning got put together to do it, though. He also was keeping track. All right, I don't care about the planning, dude. Nine months. That's nine months of planning and execution. Who was president? Uh, George Bush was the president. Exactly. Who was president when it was executed and the nine months to it uh, leading up to it being executed? Who was vice president? But see, here's the, but here's the point you're missing, Eric. The reason the thing took place, we all know, is because of bad communication between the, the military intelligence, the FBI, the CIA. And that came about because of decisions that Clinton made. No, 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 no. See, so you, you bought the hype. Actually, no, 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 before August, Clinton handed over stuff saying that Osama wanted to use planes. Clinton handed that over to President Bush, and Bush didn't even read it. And, and, and who, did the, talking, who did the research and didn't do the work? And what you were talking about earlier as far as... Um, you didn't, so you're not answering, dude. You're not answering. You're not answering the question. Bush gave... Now, Clinton gave the Bush administration papers, research. They're going to use planes. They're looking to use planes. And not even military planes. They're looking to use civilian planes. you got to watch this. The planning stages? Babies are born in nine months. He had nine months. And then we don't even go in and completely finish Afghanistan. We half-ass Afghanistan and immediately uh, go toward Iraq. Come on now. You bought the hype. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Iraq invasion, my responsibility. If he said that about 9-11... Maybe I'd forgive him. Maybe. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I, I, look, I can talk politics, but I don't like to because I know it polarizes the audience, and I don't want to lose half the audience mm-hmm. speaking the truth. Um, but I love how it's the, hey, let's blame Clinton, even though it was nine months later, and Clinton literally did... And the Clinton administration did the legwork and said, hey, keep up on this. You know who I blame? Hmm. Reagan. Yeah, let's go back. Oh, the first W. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> it he just, wasn't a W. He was just an H. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I think it was an HW. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, HW. But, yeah, that's like the uh, just m- the most amazing thing to me. 
If you, I love also uh, the intelligence breakdown. Uh, you know where it broke down where uh, the president had to actually read the research. Do you know that uh, uh, President Bush asks either for these briefings to be read to him or if he has to read them? To be shortened up. Uh, cut a few things out of there. Yeah, I, don't wanna, well, I don't wanna read anything that long. Well, if you're making decisions, why would you want information? Yeah, why would you want the whole story? Why would you want opposing views? That doesn't make sense. Darling Nikki, you're in the hideout on rural radio. Hey, I completely agree with you as far as not wanting to discuss politics and <laughs> considering that you need to, uh, consider your whole audience. I, I get what you're saying, but I have a couple questions for you. Yeah, sure. I'll make them quick, though, because the Maverick game is on. I'm trying to all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You keep saying repeatedly that all of this information was collected by Clinton. Mm-hmm. What do you think should have been done with that information? Uh, I think, first of all, I'd like for it to be read. Okay. I'd like for it to be then acted on when we know that there are people in this country who were in flight schools learning how to fly planes and weren't really concerned about them landing. All right, I completely agree with that, and I actually must say that I completely agree with you, but I guess playing devil's advocate. No, I, no, I appreciate you, it. Why are you so, at least it seems to me, you seem to be completely ignoring the fact that Clinton also had that information. He's the one who gathered and he, it. And so why did he do anything? He was He was in the middle of doing stuff. It was right in the planning stages and getting ready to be executed. And if uh, people were reading it and looking at it and finding out exactly who the uh, people that were going to attack were, we would have had it taken care of months before. Here's the thing about Clinton. His term ended. So guess what? We'll never really... really... No, hold on, hold on. Clinton's term ended, so we'll never know what Clinton could have done because guess what? His term ended... And then nine months went on where Bush was supposed to pick up the baton. So I, I, He definitely dropped the ball. And well, there's he, he, no he, argument there. He skinned but his my, knee like the retard in the uh, Brooks, in, uh, the uh, Garth Brooks video. You can say all this. <laughs> oh, no. You can, you can say all this. Standing that you, outside the fire. Yeah, that one. You can say this all, all that you want about Clinton. The, point of, the, the real matter of fact is that, you know, it didn't happen then. You know, at that point, there. at that point, you pass it on to Bush, and then there, it's you know, it's it's this president's responsibility to not let it happen. And guess what? It did. I I could be way off with this, but if Clinton had all this information, it wasn't like he completely was disconnected from everything in politics once he left. I mean, doesn't he have a moral obligation to to maybe see things see things through? No, because the uh, as soon as the Bush administration came in, as soon as they came into the White House, and I and we were around. As soon as he came in, cleaned it. They everything that had to do with Clinton, uh, get rid of it. They this administration wanted to wash its hand clean so much of anything that had Clinton's stank on it that no, he wasn't allowed Most to. Most of the couches. Up. Well, yeah, and there were <laughs> places in the Oval Office you need cleaning. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. But they didn't want any of that around. It was their turn. They even said it. It's our turn. It's us now. I just don't think you can go back and blame Clinton. He did as much as he could, and he handed it off. I wasn't blaming him. It, no, I don't even care if you were or you're not. Ladies first in the hideout. This is Valinda. Yes. All right, Valinda and Lakeland. What's going on, sweetie? 
Hey, you know, I totally agree that Clinton, you know, this is not about Clinton. Bush, Bush is the cause of 9-11. I don't know um, if he's the cause. I would say the terrorists well, no, are the cause. Is. I think a, a lot of it he is the cause of. I mean, he was having dinner in the office with Ben Laden's brother when it happened. I mean, and then that's the other thing, too, that we... Well, I don't know about brother, but I think he's talking about Van Barb, whatever his name is. Or, or if you're speaking of H.W., uh, um, he was with, like, a distant cousin of Bin Laden, which probably had nothing to do with what was going on. Right. But I'm just saying, man, we got... Enough with the Clinton stuff. Let's look at what really happened. No one ever wanted to say, uh, it's this president. Somehow Clinton is blamed for 9-11 when he hadn't had the job for nine months. And he had done all, and they had done all the research. Don't you think a lot of people want it both ways? So like even the other night we were talking and people are, you compl- people complain about 9-11 and then here we are after it's happened. People complain about having to take their shoes off in an airport. So you want security, yet you don't want to take the extra 10 seconds I want to act- take a smelly shoe off? Here's the thing about this. You want to talk about the Bush administration. That's a false sense of security taking off your shoes. You know why? Because none of the cargo's getting screened that they're putting in underneath the plane. So because the cargo's not getting searched, we should not search people's persons? No, I think we should search both. How about we do it all if we really want to be safe? But that's not happening. But you're taking your shoes off for this false sense of security. And my feet stink. You know how embarrassing it is when I'm sitting there at Orlando International Airport, I gotta take off my new balances and everyone around me holding their nose? And that's everyone's problem. They don't want to be embarrassed, the stinky feet. They'd rather the plane blow. I lost you. I don't even, you lost me. I don't even know where you are. Warren, you're in the hideout on road radio. I hate you, douche show. Yeah. Go ahead, Warren. Hello. Um, I have a landlord here and, uh, he told me this story several times and it's, uh, it's in the newspaper, and later on I will tell you what newspaper. Okay. But this is a, this is a story. Um, he was in jail. Uh, he's a he was a bail bondsman. I guess he was a very good bail bondsman. And uh, one of the people from Arabic Arabic descent <clears throat> talked to him in jail, and this guy uh, apparently had done something in England, and he was supposed to go be extradited back over to England. And he told him that in, I believe it was a month, it could have been two weeks, a very short time, that there are going to be multiple attacks in uh, New York City. And um, this was in Florida at the time. And in Florida, it was Emory Riddle, where they were doing all that training. And uh, I believe this was uh, Daytona uh, uh, Jail. And um, uh so he called the FBI, and the FBI came and interviewed the guy, and I guess they interviewed him as well. Um, Mavericks and, win. And, Go ahead. And then the attacks happened, and after, okay, and that guy got extradited back to England, mm-hmm. and uh, then after. Speed up the story, bro. I'm sorry. You're just kind of rambling. Happened, they went and interviewed him again. And uh, and he explained the same story again, and that was when it was in the newspaper. See, and so, that's what, I mean, it's not like this information wasn't out there. And thank you, Warren, because I'd even heard about that too. I, this is when we were up. I think we were in Michigan at the mm-hmm. time, but when we were up there, I remember hearing stories about here in Florida, where pe- like these guys were all hanging out in the bar, yeah. talking about at some point America's going to get its day. You know, it wasn't like this wasn't around. 
And apparently right after it happened, too, was it Richard Clark who said, like, as soon as, like, immediately once the pl- first plane hit, they knew. They they even, like, they narrowed it down. It's bin Laden. This and is Al-Qaeda. And that even uh, Bill Clinton, I guess, the cause of everything. Uh, right when he saw it, that's what he said as well. It's bin Laden. He knew it right away. All right, we got to take a break. 407-916-104. Again, I, I hate talking politics on this show because I like to use this show as an escape from reality. But people are just buying this stuff hook, line, and sinkers that if we're not talking about it, it's not getting out there. You can't blame Clinton, dude. It's oh, that's not even a that's not even possible. Your president, your watch, his watch. That's what those are the facts. You what the, the rest of that Clinton stuff? That's spin. That's trying to push it off. That's what it is. That's spin. This is a no spin zone though. Meat spin. By the way, meat, meat stun. stun. MeetStun.com. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, Wednesday night. 407 star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get into politics. It's just only our country. Man, what, are you, what are you doing? Let's go back to gay jokes. Hello? <laughs> Do we decide whether or not we're going to go see Brokeback Mountain together? I'm filming Bareback Mountain uh, at my place. Oh, you know that one's already coming out. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt that one's already going to be hitting the shelves. Uh, Let's go to Tony and Delan waiting patiently. You're in the hideout. What's going on, Tony? What's going on tonight, guys? Hey, dude. Yep. I don't know. You opened a pretty big can of worms. Yeah, I did. I didn't mean to. I've been trying to. I've been, I've been pretty good staying away from politics for about I don't know two, three weeks. But yeah. I just I just saw this. I, I usually don't hear it. I listen to you guys all the time. I, I run a I run a uh, parking lot sweeper. Oh, nice. There's, there's not much else to Congrats. do. Congrats. Well, hey. Not uh, all night, but you know. Good. So I listen to you guys, but hey, you know, somebody made a comment a little while ago about Clinton's moral obligations. Right. Number one, I think the biggest comment I could make now is that Clinton wouldn't know what a moral obligation was if it bit him in the ass. All right, that's different, though. Drop Bang, the okay. Banging okay, fat. That goes, it goes all the way around, and Clinton had plenty of opportunities to stop what they knew were the plans to use planes to fly him into how, buildings. How do you know that? Whatever. Actually, from what I understand... I've read, I've read a couple of different books on both sides of it, actually. And uh, if, you, if you read the books, they're both written by military personnel, ex-military personnel. One guy was actually the guy that carried the nuclear football for a couple different presidents. Now, from what I understand, though, Clinton stopped the LAX attack and also something that was supposed to go down at the Millennium. Okay, you have to remember something, too. At the end of Clinton's term, his second term, what really was he battling with? He was battling with the controversy over Monica Lewinsky. But who's to say he Everything wasn't doing his was job? Back no, that's and not I true at all. That the only thing that Clinton was trying to do was cover his ass. No, he, Monica Lewinsky. No, because guess what? He's not selfish like this president is. He was. He, he's. And if you think he was shaking at all by the Lewinsky thing, go back and watch the tapes. He came out smoking a cigar, loving life. He was used to banging whores and getting caught. Yeah, it's old hat for him. And I, you know, I, if a guy wants to bang a whore, I'm not gonna it's fault not, him. It's not even completely near the same thing. If anything, Clinton was the kind of guy who delved more into his work to not have to deal with that personal stuff. If he's guilty of anything, it's poor taste. 
I don't know. There were times where Lewinsky looked pretty good. Yeah, but you're the president. You can get something a little better than Lewinsky. You always go for the easy stuff. True. The fat girls don't talk, usually. Well, yeah, except to other fat girls. Uh, it's Lenny here in the hideout. What do you got, Lenny and Deltona? Hey, hideout. How y'all going? All right, all right. Uh, guys, I got to agree with the last caller. Mm-hmm. Open the can of worms. Yeah. Some, I, I really have mixed What kind of worms? About the Meal? whole thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a diehard Republican, just like Shannon Burke, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All the shows I listen to, all the 104.1 shows. Um, that I'm grateful for. Okay. Um, mixed feelings about the whole situation. Yeah, we're, we should have gone in there and done what we did, okay? We'd gone in, in where? Oh, into, uh, the Middle East. Afghanistan? Well, is there, so you agree with Afghanistan? Okay. Afghanistan. Because I, I don't think. The I don't whole think Middle East. We, well, I don't. I don't think we. I don't think we did enough in Afghanistan, though. Yeah, here's no, the thing. We, we didn't, and I'll agree. I'll agree 100. percent But what we need to do is we need to go into the Middle East. We basically what we need to do is we need to clean house. Okay. <laughs> but here's and, the, here's the only problem with that, Lenny. And I understand what you're saying because I know that's what the neocons want to do. They think that if we get in there and we spread democracy. That things will eventually begin to turn. You know what? It may be right. I, it, may, it may happen. It may work out. It, it's, right. a, it's a long-term plan. It's not going to happen for another 10, 20 years. If that. But if it, if it works, it could be a very, very good thing. But here's the problem. Sure. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that, Lenny. You can't. Don't hang up on me, guys. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> oh, no, hold on. Please. I'm just going to tell you real fast. You can't force democracy like that. It's got to no, be wanted. Can't. It has to come grassroots. You're right. You can't. You cannot force democracy. I think you're you cannot uh, go in there into a into a Middle Eastern country and say, Hey, listen, this is the way we do things here in America. This is the way y'all are going to do things now. Are you, you sure you're Republican? That. Yeah, I think you're agreeing with us. I think you're on our side, Lenny. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm split <laughs> between it. Okay. Okay. All right, but hurry up, real fast. It's a bit, it's a whole bittersweet thing. Hurry up, though, because we got a lot of calls. I have mixed emotions about the whole situation. Yeah, we went in there, we kicked butt, we took names. Yeah, we got um. <laughs> no, we haven't though. That's the thing. We haven't. Okay. All right. All right. We got Saddam out of there. Okay. Yeah. Which that is was good. Just, that was that was just okay. You know mm-hmm. the little white thing on the top of chicken crap? That little white thing is just a little white speck, but guess what? That little white thing is chicken crap, too. You know what? Hold it on, don't hang up on It had to be taken care of to get to the whole pile. I'm, I'm okay? interested in this chicken crap thing. Tell me, uh, more, tell about, me more. I didn't know that. I wish that I had that white part of my crap. All right, Lenny, thank you for the phone. we got a ton of people lined up. Thank you for Guys, hanging up. Right, right, hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I want to know about horse crap now. No, we got to move on. What? Why can't if you... If you can't force democracy, why can you force, like, why can you have a brutal dictator? Why is that okay? That's not. So what's the difference? But the people there need to want it. But do they have the choice with a dictator like Saddam was? They, they can have opportunities. Dude, after that first war, we let Saddam massacre those people. Why do you think the majority of Iraqis hate America? Because we allowed Saddam. To go in there and sweep people out and throw them in the mass graves. We let that happen. After we said, we got you back. We got you back. Go ahead and uprise. We got you back. Guess what? We didn't have your back. And thousands of Iraqis died when they tried to take on Saddam. It's like crap. Chicken crap. With the white part. 
It's Take still crap, too. It's like nougat. Mm. You know what? We're about to end up with a bunch of bu- a bunch of bull crap, and that's gonna that's <laughs> when we're in trouble. You start off with chicken, you end up with bull, and God forbid if we get the elephant. I I love how people want to talk about Clinton, dude. It's not about Clinton anymore. You're so missing the picture. You have so bought everything hook, line, and sinker. Clinton isn't even in this discussion. They have you thinking about Clinton. You hate Clinton so much, you can't see the forest for the trees. You know what that is? Hmm. Dog crap. It is not about Clinton. But somehow you think it is. We just need to bury this whole subject like cat crap. (laughs) We got to take a break. That's what we got to do. Politics is a good way to kill an hour, though. 407-916-1041. 407-916-1041. Alright, Matt Albert's right. He says, the Republicans have a nice good saying, die hard Republican. Democrats need something like that. And by the way, I, allow me again to express my uh, complete and utter hatred for the Democratic Party too. For letting Bush roll over. For not being willing to stand up and say, uh, and being afraid of being called unpatriotic during this whole writing a blank check for the war in Iraq. That I'll never forgive the uh, the Democrats for. So don't think I'm one-sided on this. I think they let us down too in the house, in the house and in the Senate. I always just try to make myself feel better by asking myself this one question, which is, does a bear crap in the woods? And if he does, and no one's around, doesn't make a sound. Think about that. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I love these emails. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Apparently this guy called in and he goes, Thanks for handling my phone call like every other whiny, desperate liberal radio guy. By badgering the caller and screaming, you're wrong. Yeah, that never happens by right-wing talk show hosts. You friggin' maniac. Holy crap. You've lost a listener. Yeah, there are no other liberals on real radio either. Shut the hell up. Go listen to classic rock for another 20 minutes. You'll be back. Yeah, you'll tune back to this crap. This crap is better than that crap. I can say that with all confidence. Jody in Altamont Springs, you're in the hideout. What you got, Jody? I got to say, all I think it's worse because... His daddy lost the war, and that's why he's doing the war. I don't even know if it's about that. I, I think it is, and you can't blame it on Clinton because Clinton was a great president. And, he, and here's the other thing, too. I, don't, I, I think so, but, I mean, I, uh, I, I admit that he had his flaws, Jody. But it wasn't a big flaw, and they made a big episode. You're going to tell me some man in high power ain't going to get that happen to him. Uh, here's the other thing, Why too. Why don't you uh, come up here and test that theory? Yeah, because I'd no, like... No, stop. Like no, no. Because here's the thing, too, about that as well. Unlike you guys, I'm willing to admit that uh, Clinton had his fault. And you know what it was? He worked with the Republicans too much. Unlike you guys, who are not willing to work with any Democrat. You find that to be rat crap. Clinton sold a lot of people out as far as social programs are concerned. He sold people out. Is Panda crap brown? Possibly. Mm. Fell for the hype. That's all you did. Tommy Maitland, what you got? Hey, guys, I got a question for you. First time caller. Thanks for taking the call. 
It's our pleasure. Well, would right you, now. <laughs> would, would you agree that the election, second-term election for Bush, was probably the nastiest election the country's ever seen? I mean, I don't know, because I'd only been, like, through two or three of them where I could vote. I mean, it seemed pretty nasty, but 2000 was pretty crappy, too, especially in the Republican primary. I remember that just being real nasty between Bush and McCain. I guess I guess my question is if if the information you're referring to that, that Bush totally ignored was so vibrant and so public and so available, why was that not used as a baseball bat to totally destroy him and not not get him reelected? Because of key words like flip flop, uh, people started just paying attention to flip flop as opposed to the actual facts. Mm -hmm. I got to give it to him. Carl Rove is an amazing strategist and marketer. He threw out a couple of key phrases that people didn't even really know and just happened to buy them hook, line, and sinker. That's exactly why, Tommy. He bounced stuff around like kangaroo crap. Chris and Daytona, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Chris? Yep. Yo, go ahead. That's you, dude. Chris? Yes, sir. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I agree with Hefe all the way, man. Uh, now that... Uh, Baggage screen and stuff. You know, they they mandated by federal law that it was supposed to be everything was uh, supposed to be screened and, and all by 2005. But they rather drop a couple billion dollars and bombing a bunch of ragheads and oh, come on. Well, that's not nice. And, and instead of protecting us over here by screening out all our, our baggage, it says they blow up all our airplanes again. I agree with everything you say except for the racial term. Thank you, thank you, right. Chris. Because that's not going to get us anywhere either. Mm -mm. It just it it drives me insane. Oh, it's just a big crap trap. That's what this was. John and Orlando have been waiting patiently. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, how you doing, man? man. I want to make a comment about the guy that was telling the story about the guys in jail. Yeah, that was a I couple seconds. I almost committed a gay act until Lenny got on that radio. <laughs> and I actually asked the man to stick his penis in my ear. Oh, so I wouldn't listen to him talk. <laughs> mm. just but all you liberals out there, you can kiss my white ass because Bush sucks. Because Bush sucks. <laughs> all right, thank you. You messed that up. No, I think he I think he was purposely trying to confuse. Ah. I think he was actually running a bit. I give you my crack stamp. I Cra think. Uh, crap stamp. Ah, oh, boy. I love how we can't disagree, and I'm not ever going to listen to you again because uh, I don't know how to... I guess this guy called in. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You didn't get to your point, dude. You didn't answer my questions, dude. I asked you. And you had a crappy attitude. I love how you get off the last 30 minutes by just repeating one word. <laughs> that's, that's how you're contributing. You like that? Not particularly. Crap on you. Alrighty. That was a lot of fun. Alright, so there. Maybe we'll do it where maybe like once a week I get one segment to talk politics and that's it. I'm telling you. You, oh, you, you, you can't talk again for a month. I know, man. <laughs> that's alright, though. Because I don't like bringing it up, but it just seems so importantly, it just seems so incredibly important. We can devote one hour every three weeks to it. It is your country. And so, hey, let's do it like this then. Here's what we're going to decide we're going to go ahead and do. Let's not question any authority. Let's spread ourselves too thin uh, so that oil companies can get even richer. 
and so that we can create more terrorists. Because that seems like the path we're going on. Remember, be crappy and always talk crap. Oh, what the hell? Thanks for nothing. What? Crap you? Don't even start that. <laughs> You're opening a can of worms. What is it with the can of worms? <laughs> I love the, I love the uh, analogies. This is so much fun. Come on, you weren't entertained sitting there yelling at your radio? We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll be dancing monkeys for you. About like Count Crapula. <laughs> Wake up with our buddies, the Monsters in the morning. Shannonburg Midday's Phillips Spot in the afternoon. We're back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to The Hideout on Road Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America. Crappiest nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Come on, seriously. Question authority and stay classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. Oh, 5, my God. morning. Can I have it on my back? Oh my god! I'm dressing in a dude's I got a problem with N people. No! Playing with your little butt hicks. I'm, I'm gonna go down. He took it like a man, so did I. Treat me like every other girl. my one. Yeah, I'm gay. And I'm a monk. I hate vagina. I got big poos. I'm a homosexual. Oh, God. I feel like I'm healing a snake. Shut up. And I was the very hairy one. And I was the very hairy a little too happy these days? Well, stay tuned, my friends. I'm a transsexual. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Get to the floor. Step on the floor. Step on the floor. Get to the floor. Cause I... I'll be smacking my hoes. 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 I'll be smacking my hoes.